Hi, James. Hey, Michael. Uh, how are you? Good. This is, um, we're recording this a month after the episode you are about to hear. That is correct. I was, I was not married when we recorded this. And now you are. Now I'm rocking hardware. Looks good on you. Thanks, man. I appreciate really it. Good. Really good. Um, really good. So uh, we're recording this little quick intro here because uh, if you listen to the uh, last episode, the the episode 332B, we'll call it, okay. I guess, yep. uh, James and uh, Jen talked about how we had recorded an episode and now it was like a lost episode. And uh, instead of letting it sit in purgatory somewhere, we decided... We really liked the movie. At least I liked the movie. I did. Um, I think but like, I did. I don't know. It liked... was a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point is, though, we didn't want to just like keep it and save it or whatever. If it was like a, a throwaway movie, perhaps we would just keep it in our back pockets. Yeah. Um, but this was like a new release. It's timely. We really wanted to support the the new Kirks and what they do. That um, uh, That giant correction that Jen and I talked about last week. Here it is. We're we're correcting it. We are correcting Here ourselves. Here you go. Um, but uh, even if one person though goes out and watches the movie because we talked about it, we want to support them because we like them. Hell yeah! Uh, they're the guys behind Hellier and the the Haunted Objects Pod and all that kind of stuff. Um, you'll hear about it all in the episode. But um, but yeah. So what you're hearing is from a month ago, not now. It's like time travel. Fucking, almost. Oh my god! Which That's a theme, James? Which. If you keep listening to the <laughs> podcast, it's going to get weird. So you're getting three episodes in like a week time uh, time span here. Lucky you. That. <laughs> <laughs> the luckiest. Uh, anyway, enjoy it. Uh, this was the uh, quote unquote lost episode. We're not editing anything out. This is exactly as you would have heard it a month ago when it should have been released. Um, so the news is old. The corrections are old. The fucking... The, we're younger the, actually we're younger the, i was gonna say the boys <laughs> the boys are old but no we were younger this is time travel it was a it was a better time it was before you were married <laughs> <laughs> all right enjoy the episode on this episode of the buzz to kill podcast any number of things like they have cats that one of their cats could have jumped up there and licked its ass for 20 minutes and <laughs> left, left a Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is Thursday night. Welcome to episode 332. This is the Buzzkill Podcast, and tonight we get a little tipsy, a little witchy, but in the end, just a little itchy. Oh no! In, <laughs> in a bit of a bind. What are you gonna do to me tonight? Uh, it's, it's it's called rope play. Oh, rope play. <laughs> and the you know the rope gets a little itchy. Oh yeah, you know? no, it's, a little it's, chafing. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's a little baby powder, a little a little. Uh, uh, why, hey, why can't I think of the name of the shit that you Andy oil? Andy, oh, Andy. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with semen. <laughs> <laughs> semen? That'll help. <laughs> Might burn a little bit, but oh baby. Why is it that rope burns tend to itch more than hurt? You ever um, notice that? Why yes. is that? The worst rope burn I've ever had was because of you. <laughs> oh, <do laughs> it, it actually was. 
We were <laughs> see the role play is real. <laughs> we were out walking uh, my dog Tira at night. Oh, I... <laughs> and you let you let the line out as far do, as it would go, I and then she just this. started sprinting circles around me. And the it was one of those retractable ropes, so it was really mm-hmm. thin, and it wrapped around it was my like nylon too. Wasn't it, it wrapped around my forearm and yeah. just like sawed into it. It was the worst. Yep, yep. And then we broke into the unfinished pool. Oh, that was that night. That was that same at night the, at the harbors. They had uh, they had just built Ooh, a little deviance for we. Yeah, they had just built like the brand new clubhouse and the we, brand new how pool. Did we not get caught doing that. I, I mean, everybody else there were deviants too. So true, but that you would you would think that they had like cameras <laughs> there. We were just dumb enough to do. Well, it was it. brand new build. I mean, like, I don't even true. think the place was done I mean, yet. But they had filled the pool, so we're like, we're jumping in that song, bitch. We also had a a fl- fire party inside one of their. Uh, apartments yes. which could have easily burnt the entire place down and yes. killed many people that was fun so, <laughs> it was a lot of fun though <laughs> ended with a nice uh starlight uh um, um is that that same pond? night yeah geez yeah. that night was wild yeah that was it yeah well that was fun <laughs> yeah uh hey man what's going on not a whole lot um oh, hi I'm, you, I'm mike i'm jim <laughs> there we go why are we like the past three or four weeks we're terrible at that listen i have i have i have an excuse i am completely discombobulated tonight oh no i think I got here and we started recording in less than five minutes. Yeah. Like that's that's where we are. Because we are we were, a little bit of an hour late tonight. Yeah. We were supposed to well, an hour late, but actually two hours earlier than we normally would yes, record. Yes. And we're, on the wrong night. Yeah. So everything is it's Thursday. Up. It's only nine thirty. I'm not even buzzed yet, which pisses me off. Um but we're trying to get half of our show done now, and then we're going to jump over to the Bloody Good Film Podcast yeah. to do their show. Yeah. And then if... Unfortunately. And, unfortunately. <laughs> and then we're going to jump back over and finish our show. So we're doing a double header sandwich style. Yeah. So the last yeah. half of this episode might be sort of a shit show. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Or their show is going to suck so bad that we need to you know make it better on our second half redeem ourselves oh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah that, that could be it that sounds like m- and that sounds how, more like what's gonna happen how much worse could the end of our show possibly be it doesn't have josh on it that's true now it is lacking a good a good heaping amount of jesse and that's that's a fair point right, but right but the not having josh there come on yeah that helps a lot yeah helps a lot <laughs> <laughs> plus you go and you do a show with him and you feel really good about yourself afterwards that's true because he's that's so true. nice to us you know who's that? He's always complimenting us, Josh. Oh, Josh. Oh, yeah, yeah hell so of a nice guy, the nicest guy. So we'll be feeling good after that, and then we'll Piece finish. Of shit. <laughs> and then we'll finish up our show. Sorry, and uh, and then send, my send Mike on his way at about five thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh no, I, no, I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> Your fault, dude. I know you got here I an know. hour late. Um. So anyway, man, what's been going on? Um, life, life. life. We're in the last. Uh, what is it? Uh, what, what's today's date? The 14th i think there's 18 days 17 18 days, days yep. 18 days before the wedding so it's just crazy time 18 more days and then you guys are never gonna have to hear about me getting married oh thank god until the second time yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have nope, never again will you have to hear me talk about it promise i've been but, i've been walking in preparation for your uh, i've been like doing a lot of walking oh yeah in preparation for the wedding because i'm so scared that i'm not gonna fit into my like i was losing weight right and yeah. then i I just kind of stopped like working out and stuff and and that I was losing weight when I came and got fitted for my suit. And then like a week ago I was like shit dude if if I don't fit into my suit I'm screwed. <laughs> so I started walking. I've walked 42.5 miles in the last 6 days. Wow. Yeah. Damn son. Yeah. You know you only have to walk like 30 feet. 
to do what? Down the aisle. Yeah, but I gotta fit in my <laughs> pants all night, and I if you, I if I, I don't were, fit in my pants, I'm gonna be miserable. I thought you were practicing walking because you didn't want to look like a schlemiel walking down the aisle. Oh well, that's not possible. <laughs> I will look like an idiot walking down the aisle. I've looked at I've looked like an idiot walking down every aisle for my entire life, including at my own wedding. So that's fair. That's just that's just I, a given. Listen, I'm going to I. It dawns on me that I still have to learn how to dance in 18 days because I don't know how to dance. So I'm going to look like a fool out there. You have there. to learn how to dance. I don't know. Don't you? Isn't that a thing people do? No, dude. Da- don't no? do that shit. Oh, good. No. Good. I can take that off no, my list. You know, how to hold, <laughs> you know how to hold onto her hips and sway back and forth, right? Sexy ways. You've never, have you never slow danced with a girl? My mom. That's not true. <laughs> I know that's not true because your, oh, mom, does, cause your mom doesn't like you enough to let you touch her. But I... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, uh, I got to dance with her too, though. But um, yeah, all you do is no, no. I'm not worried about it. Okay, so the well, okay, so the only difference is you want it to be a little more classy on your wedding day. So instead of the two hands on the hips, you ah. do, you do the one hand up here. Oh, okay. you do a hand on the hip and you do the other hand up here. Okay, all right, that's fair. And not, if you, not firmly planted on her ass, though. No, not, listen, not cupping her a little bit. There's nothing worse. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse than. People who don't know how to dance trying to specifically learn how to dance for their wedding. Then it like, just looks awkward. Trying to do a waltz, like where you can see the you can like see the bride and groom counting in their head. And it's just so robotic. Like, no, just get out There's there. There's no way. Just get out there, sway back and forth, look into her eyes. We're doing as little dancing as Tell her as, that you think she's all right and we're doing as little dancing as possible. We've specifically requested to not do things like the hustle. We're doing as little dancing as possible. <laughs> we'll see. We'll what are, see. What are you talking about? I don't dance. Are you trying to ruin your wedding before? <laughs> oh, thanks. Now I'm ruining it. No, d- d- don't do this to me. That's the only reason I'm coming to your wedding. <laughs> I will be out there. We'll be out there. I love weddings because I love to dance. No, we'll be out there. Don't worry about it. We'll be out there. We all got to bring the party because the number of the count is, is a little bit lower than what we thought it was going to be. So y'all need to bring the party. Listen, I'm not bringing the party if you're not going to be out on the oh, dance floor J- with me. James, I make a, vo- a, a solemn vow to you. I will be on that dance floor. You're, my blood pressure is going up. I'm, getting, I'm getting pissed. Hey, I supported your family. I added, I added two quarter barrels to our beer list this week. So be oh, happy. Oh, you got them from Smith Distributing, did I did. You? Well, we got them from Smith. We got them from Budweiser. Well, you so didn't support, if they go under, you then didn't your dad. Go my under. family, then if they go under, your family goes under. Well, so it's a roundabout way. Thank you. You're such a good. <laughs> Our guy. bar people, some for some reason, thought we only needed two quarter barrels of Bud and Bud Light. Yeah, that's no. Why? That's 112 pints. But not everyone's going to be drinking one kind or the other, though. If everyone's going for the light beer, that's only 84, and there's close to 100 people there. So if everyone's drinking beer, that's going to go really, really quick. 112, 112 pints for what? No, 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 like 84. Eight? It's 84 pints in a in a quarter barrel. That's, no, that's six, what we we're told. 62 pints in a quarter barrel. Oh, I'm sorry. So 62 then. So we got so the it's half 100, barrel. So it's 100. Uh, oh, so my math was wrong. It's yeah. 128 beers. Yeah. So in a, in a, 124 in a, beers. In a half barrel. So that's why we upped it to the half barrel. You got So you got two half barrels? We did. <laughs> that's so much beer, Mike. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna go through That's all fine. that, you know. That? We'll, send, we'll send a keg back to the because uh, old house people guys. don't drink a lot. Like the only people who are gonna be drinking a lot is, is us youngsters. Ah, well, whatever. And I'm gonna switch back and forth between the yeah, nice thing. Not weddings, that anybody... weddings are magical because you can drink beer and wine and liquor and feel fine the next day. That's not true. Absolutely, I have not found that to be true. I've never been hungover the day after a wedding, and that's probably a fact. 
So, um, why do you keep looking at your phone? Hmm? Why do you keep looking at your phone? Because I'm, I'm, I'm doing five things at once here. Sorry. What are you doing? Uh, she just got home from work and was asking if I fed the girls. That's all. I need, <sighs> I need to tell her that they have not, in fact, eaten because I'm a good father, James. My God. Do you not tell your wife when your kids haven't eaten? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, well, no. okay. I guess I got to do they better. Because they can feed themselves, luckily. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, enough about that bullshit. Cool, man. How's your, uh, how's your week been? Fine. I've done nothing. nothing. Don't even worry about it. No. Like, like not a... I took it easy this week because I had a lot going on last week. So I was just like... That's fair. I went out on walks. I listened to music. Oh, I do have... Uh, I've got my, my Black Shape album is finally mailed. It's in the mail. Oh, okay. I should be getting it soon. Okay. Uh, and also my new knife is in the mail, so oh, I'm fun. So this week could potentially be a very nice mail week. Fun. Very I have, fun. I had uh, a good mail week this week. Uh, Timu came through oh. with, with the sweet headphone holders. <laughs> and now the Chinese have all of your information. Nah, they already did. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, these um, are nice though. You know how many weird porn sites I've visited in my day? That's true. They got it all. Yeah, they got, they got everything. <laughs> You are never running for public office. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, but um, well, you know what does suck, though? Speaking what? of headphones. What? You know those awesome skull candy headphones that I had, the over-the-head ones, and they folded up yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used them like a grand total of probably like 30 or 40 times. Mm-hmm. The fucking hinge broke on them. Mm. And the fucking ear thing fell off. Yep, that'll happen. It's like $150 headphones. Did you you paid that much for those? No, work did, because my, my other ones that weren't anywhere near that expensive got lost in the flood so i i told them that they were worth that much <laughs> <laughs> well see that's why you lied to the church and now nah, you're okay. now you're paying for it that's okay actually technically speaking i had two pair die so this is covering the cost How'd the of hinge gold. break what, what were you doing i literally took it off my head and then it fell off weird yeah and, and it's not you I can't just, fix it i gotta look for maybe a replacement piece now or something so if anybody out there in uh, podcast land knows how to fix headphones get at me well that is a bummer. Right. Speaking of other things that are bummers, let's get into some corrections from last week. But I wasn't done talking about my wedding. Shut up. Stupid! You're so stupid! James, do you have any corrections? Yeah, we were talking about how we were rolling along pretty nice here, and now I'm about to slow it down, so oh, I got like shit. 30 of them. I have, I have quite a few as well. Do so, you? Yeah. You want to start? Uh, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Cheeseburger in Caseville has been going on since 1999, so 24 years. They did skip a year because of COVID, mm-hmm. so it's, technically it's the 23rd year this year, but Makes still, sense. 24 years it's been going on. Okay, okay. Um, Jimmy Buffett's most famous plane was called the Hemisphere Dancer, which is a cool name. I said Air Margaritaville last week. That's actually the name of the cover band that plays at cheese, <laughs> Cheeseburger every year. Same thing. Same thing. Um, and then I got a bunch but, of stuff. But are they all really high when they play? Yeah, probably. So they're flying. Yeah, hemisphere dancing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's what I'm going to call getting high from now on. <laughs> hemisphere dancing. I'm hemisphere dancing, baby. Twister. You're not going to be able to say it. No, time. when I'm Hemisphere dancing. I'm hemisphere dancing. <laughs> Uh, I got a bunch of stuff about Dune here. So you got anything else other than Dune um, stuff? I do, I do. Um, I call bullshit on Bowl of Heaven. I know I already, yeah. I already did this last week, sure, but yeah. I actually looked it up. Okay. And uh, that 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 song, you know, three equals album. square album, whatever. Yeah, yeah to don't the, worry about whatever. it. Whatever. Um, I was reading about this. So every file. Yeah. Did you find real did. information about this? Because so, I couldn't find anything good. So you have to download a file. Yeah. That is literally impossible to download. Okay. Because it's so big. Right. Right. There's 29. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Every single one of those files, which there's one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. four files. Each one of them contain uh, two of them. One, one of them is sex decillion. 
megabytes. <laughs> one of them is quindecillion gigabytes, and one of them is quattrodecillion terabytes. <laughs> um, so, no, so there's no storage things that could even hold these. Sure. Every single one of those of those tracks mm-hmm. are on loop 29 times. Wow. Okay. So you're listening to, and then there's another one that there's no, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't say what it actually like is, like what it equals. So, but there's four of them, um, which means so do these that files exist? Which means that it's impossible to create the track. Do these files exist? What this is? Yeah. This is the longest song in theory. Oh. It does not exist. Okay. It cannot exist. Never could exist. But if, but if it, if it, I'm trying to. No, it, like, it literally, it literally yeah. can't. It's like it's like writing the longest. It's like writing the the, the absolute longest um, thing of sheet music mm-hmm. that you could never play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in theory, that song exists, but it's not a song until it's played. Have you ever heard about it doesn't that? Doesn't exist. Have you ever heard about that? Uh, there's a song. Sorry, I'm just gonna go on a tangent here for a second, but I'll make it quick. There's a song uh, that's being played on a set of very large bells, and it's over in Europe somewhere. I wanna, I wanna say. Germany, maybe, um, and it's a it's a very long piece of music, and each bell chimes. It's like once every uh, I can't even remember how long it is. It's like each bell chimes once every, or the note change changes once every three years or something okay. like that. So the same note drones for three years, and then it changes, and so people gather around from all over the world to hear the next note play. That's dumb. It's kind of. I think it's kind of cool. And so the way the composer wrote it, he's long dead. He'll never. He died like a hundred years ago. But when it wraps up, the entire song will have been playing for like three hundred seventy-three years or something like that. Jesus, which is pretty cool. I think that's cool. Um. So, do you have anything else? Uh. Yep. I do. Okay, I ahead. do. Um. The Thanksgiving trailer originally did have a human turkey on the kitchen table. Oh yeah, it did. I didn't say that it didn't. I just thought you you said that like that's all it was okay, was everybody okay. gathered around. But well, we, yeah, we, I we do never remember. circled back around to it, right. so I wanted to be okay. sure. Uh, David Desmalkian was not in Mystery Men. We were thinking probably of Hank Azaria, who played like the magician guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. David Desmalkian did play in a superhero movie. He was though, not he? in this one though. He was in Suicide Squad, uh, the new mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. Oh, movie. maybe maybe. But that's what he I'm was not of. in Mystery Men. That was uh, Hank okay. Azaria. That's and like then, a Man- um, Mandela effect thing for me then, because I could sw- I could swear that I remember him in there. The last thing that I have is Dune related, but um, I'm just gonna take it off the. I feel like it means more coming to me, for, coming from me. Okay. Uh, and I cannot believe that I'm about to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh was correct about um, Peter Devere's who played, or I'm sorry, uh, David Desmalkian, who oh, was yeah. played by. Um, I have this too. Uh, uh, who, who played Peter, Peter Devere? Peter Devere. He is not an android. And also Stephen McKinley Henderson's yeah. character uh, in the Thafir, original, Thafir Hoat. Also, also in the new one, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they are humans <laughs> trained to compute like a computer. Yeah. Because apparently computers have been like eliminated or something like that they were called here let me just jump in because i got the yeah yeah uh which is a profession or discipline that was developed as a replacement to the computers and thinking machines following the butlerian butlerian jihad that banned the creation of machines in the human mind's image so so yeah you can pardon me for thinking that they were androids. So what you heard in the in the um, special features was probably they probably said like they're like human computers. 
right? They did they say they, something like that? I, I need to go back and rewatch that. I didn't because I feel like the wording they used made it sound a lot made more it like, like it, it was, was Androids. Androids yeah. Maybe they didn't quite understand it either. It's yeah, a yeah. big oversight to put on your DVD, but you're right on DVD, your Blu-ray. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, your 4K. Uh, is that your last one? That is it. All right. Um, I've got a couple more from. Uh, so House of Trades was on the planet of Caladan. Okay. Which was later renamed Dan, which seems like sort of a Dan. seems like sort of a downgrade to me. <laughs> uh, the Sardauk Sard, the Sardaukar 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 uh, were not Harkonnen. They were the elite military force of the Padisha Emperor. Ah, okay. Um, also, I mentioned this is the last one. I mentioned uh, that I thought there was some sort of weird like Oedipus thing going on between Paul Atreides and his mother, Lady Jessica. But someone on Reddit, I was just like, I was wondering if anybody else had that same opinion. Sure. And I did find some people who had that opinion, but then somebody on Reddit articulated it in a way that made a lot of sense to me. So in regard to the scene where they were putting on their still suits on mm-hmm. the rocks and like they both had this moment where they looked back at each other while the other one was undressing. Yeah. Which I thought was weird and edible. Uh, this person. In that documentary. <laughs> this person <laughs> says uh, that scene, that scene to me is more about how natural and without hesitation Paul is acting about their situation in the desert. He just takes the still suit out. Starts undressing and has no qualms or questions about any of it. With uh, while Jessica is very much lost and confused at the moment. To me, it signals a shift in their relationship's power dynamic, where Paul is taking charge. Because up until that point, she was very much like the more powerful one in their yeah, relationship. Yeah. He was kind of a bitch in the beginning. Of he the was. Movie. That's 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 a, yeah. that's a that's a true thing. So yeah, that's all I got for corrections. Okay. Michael, James, what are we doing today? Uh, we are talking about. My favorite thing. I, I've been looking forward to this. We're doing another documentary, first off. I feel like we've done... This is now, I think, our second documentary that we've done in, like, two months. We should do more of them. What I think our, we said that last oh, time. Oh, yeah. I would like to do more. Um, what was I, our other one that we did recently? Uh, it was the, the, <laughs> the Devil and Father of Mort. <laughs> oh, yeah. The best documentary ever the made. Be- oh, jeez. You didn't tell me that the cap was off that. Oh, sorry. I thought you <laughs> saw me for. taking it off. Um, no. So we've been looking forward to this. Uh, as everybody knows, we are gigantic fans of the series Hellier and uh hell yeah Hellier. Hell yeah. That should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Um but uh they had uh the company uh Planet Weird, uh Dana and Greg Newkirk, along with Carl Pfeiffer, um uh, I think Connor Randall did play a part in this one, but he wasn't on screen. Connor but, Connor Randall? Yeah, oh, Carl Pfeiffer directed this. Connor, I think uh, Connor was uh Connor was with like the, an executive producer or pro- something like oh, that. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. yeah. So him and then also um What's his name? Tyler Strand. Tyler Strand. Yeah. All from Hellier. Uh, this is their new documentary called... The Unbinding. The Unbinding. Suffer a Witch, which is the coolest tagline ever. Suffer a Witch. It's pretty well, awesome. It comes from the Bible, you know. Well, isn't it? Fine. Isn't it? Uh, okay, fine. Bible. Coolest that, tagline ever. <laughs> well, it's... A, it's a, what's what's the line in the Bible? Thou, sh- thou shalt not suffer... Uh, thou shalt not suffer, suffer a witch, witch to... Like damnation. No, oh. thou shalt not suffer a witch to live or something like oh, that. Oh, Okay. Well, it it means like answer. kill witches, kill those witches. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Ah, oh, you know what our you know what our our title for this should have been: suffer a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. X. No. Okay. No. Uh, anyway, though, the Unbinding, which is their new documentary, uh, they have a podcast called. Which you know, I'll get into all this later. It's based on something though they talked about in their podcast. Um, it's been a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. They've been working on this since Hellier season one, actually. Um, yeah. A lot of this was from there. So we'll get into all that later. But uh, James, to go with it, what are we drinking? 
uh, to go with it, we are drinking Levisk. Levisk. Levisk blonde beer from Ukraine. Which will make sense which, when we start yeah, talking this about might, it. Yeah, this might not sound like it has anything to do with the unbinding, but it will make sense when we get to but it do. the movie. But it do. These are beer big bottles. They're not 22s, are they? Uh, are they 22s or are they like 15s? This says a... Oh, it's a pint. It's a full pint. No, it says a pint, oh, pint, a nine. pint nine ounces, so it's a deuce deuce. It's a deuce deuce. Okay. Deuce, deuce deuce, sir. Uh, first time we've had Ukraine beer. Oh, it's actually a 20. That would be 25 ounces. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Pint nine ounce, 16 plus nine. Isn't oh, that 25? That's that it is. Uh, but that... First time we've had Ukraine beer. Wait, so... hold on. What? But it's, but it's only filling a pint glass up to the top. Are we stupid? What's going on here? I don't know. What, what, I, I, what the, I don't know what's going it on. It says, oh, 1.9 ounces. 1.9 ounces. Ah, so it's, I gotcha. Okay. It's, it's like 17 ounces, which is weird. It's, um, it's that Ukrainian shit. I don't know. So uh, this, is also, this is also all about the... Um, there was something else about with this when I was buying it. And I thought of it, and now I can't think of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're I'm, supporting... I'm, I'm not in your head, unfortunately. We are supporting the war effort in Ukraine. How about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck the Russians. Right on. Yeah. Uh, cheers, bud. Cheers. It's That's just, quite good. It's just good, uh, almost like a little sweetness to it, huh? Have you ever noticed that that beer from overseas typically... And I know I know this is like like not correct, but like I feel like typically beer from overseas has one flavor... And that is beer. Yeah. And they well, do it I mean, and they do it well. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh well a lot of I don't think I, I don't think I've ever had a Ukrainian beer. This is kind of nice. I've never had it. That I can It's promise. real light too. It's just a four point five percenter. Um okay. I do have a little write up here. I found oh, one. Okay. It's Levisque Blonde, and then on the website it says product flavored beer. <laughs> Levisque is the oldest Ukrainian oh, oldest Ukrainian beer. Look at that. Oldest Ukrainian beer, which monks began brewing back in 1715. Nowadays, Levisk has become part of the Ukrainian history. Dude, it is wait, a symbol is it... of. Go on, what? go on, go on. Sorry. It is a symbol of the epoch and pride of Ukraine. Uh, Levisk Blonde Light is a pale lager with pure taste and an aroma of fermented malty beverage. It has a pleasant, hoppy bitterness, excellent tonic properties, <laughs> and perfectly quenches thirst. If this was brewed by monks in the 1700s, were those monks like when did Christianity take hold? Were those monks possibly like monks from the religion that they talk about? The pagan monks? Christi- are are no, there pagan Chr- monks? Christianity <laughs> Christianity took like weren't the weren't the uh crusades in like the thirteenth century or something like that? Fourteenth yeah, century? That's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Or even earlier yeah, than that? I yeah, don't really that's, know. That's a good point. Okay, never mind. Never mind. You idiot. I just want there to be <laughs> pagan monks, that's all. <laughs> pagan? Well, that's a thing, right? I don't think so. Are there not? Uh, there's got to be, right? I mean, I don't know if you'd call them monks, but I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's, that's what we're talking, talking about. About. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Let's get into trailer trash, baby. Okay. All right, James, uh, I don't know exactly how to pick which uh, trailers to watch because okay. I have 
Uh, let's see here. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trailers that we could choose Jeez from. Louise. And they're all awesome. All right. Well, what are they? Uh, okay. Uh, we have John Carpenter's new Peacock series that he directed. Well, we should probably watch that one now. We have the uh, the two minute trailer. We can actually we can get rid of this one. This is the two the, the new trailer for the new Hulu Plus. I think it's Hulu Plus uh, Goosebumps show starring Justin Long. Yeah, we can get rid of that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll come back to that one later then. Uh, okay. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick here. I'm just gonna pick. We'll we'll save the David Slade one. We'll we're gonna do four of them tonight. Okay. Four. We're gonna do four of them. All right. I can I I can get away with four. Well, we just got the message that we have an extra hour now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We're good to go. We're good to go. Okay. Uh, so the first one up then is going to be John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. I think this is that one where he directed it from his couch. Oh, nice. <laughs> Remember we were talking about that? Hell yeah. So I think that's what this is. I'm, okay. I'm almost 100% sure. Um, not sure exactly what this is. Uh, it's an unscripted series. So I don't know what that means. Really? Yeah. I don't. Did John Carpenter direct a <laughs> reality show? It's going to be, no, it's, <laughs> it's going to be Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. Horror. Um, yeah. I, I know nothing about it. So here we go. This is John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. In every neighborhood, there's always that one house that you ride your bike past just a little bit faster than the others. There's something wrong with this place. Love that. All right. I'm very into that. Oh, wait. There's oh, more. we got... Oh no! Twenty it's seconds just left. It's oh. just ads. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like documentary style. Yeah, about basically like the the haunted urban legends in suburban America. What did it say? Six, six, six of them. Yep. Six so, true terrifying stories told from the survivors of yeah. those stories. That's pretty awesome. And then essentially they tell the stories, and then there's dramatic, almost like unsolved mysteries. Yeah. There's like uh, dramatic um, reenactments. Reenactments of of the stories so I yeah am, that looks right i am super in this is this is the, just based on one of the stories you're telling this is the closest that we're ever going to get to john carpenter directing a bunny man movie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was so i may too. do it for that alone yeah totally <laughs> uh okay moving on here let me exile this screen uh moving on next up we have i'm gonna save the really unexpected one for last All right. um this is the trailer for the new pet cemetery movie the prequel that dives into the story of, um, oh, get out of here. Judd Crandall. Judd Crandall, yeah. Fruit flies flying around my face. Fruit dives fly. into the story of Judd Crandall. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. Starring ever, David Duchovny. Have you ever read the book? I've not. Okay, cool. I've not. So, if this, the, so if this is what I think it is. I'm. Is is there a whole backstory to Judd Crandall in the book? There's just a lot of like. Uh, stories that he tells about that are not in the movie. Uh, I I haven't seen the new movie. No, no, even even the old one. Oh, even, even the, original the old one. one? Yeah. I think that uh, I think that Judd Crandall might tell tell the main characters some of the stories, but okay. this might be them more fleshed out. You know, because I don't think that this is necessarily like connected, if you will, like in the same universe as the other movies. I think every single one of these Pet Cemetery movies kind of exists on their own. I've I mean, not, they I've all not seen they Pet all go Cemetery back to too. the same. They all go back to the same. It you know the same holy land, like the same. Oh yeah, it's the same. It's con- desec- consecrated. Yeah, they're all based on the same 
they're all based on the same uh, right, right, story, right. but I, I don't think that any of them take place in the same universe, though. You know, like they're like these are all separate stories about the same pet cemetery. I mean, this, that that would still be the same universe, right? Well, I guess, but like they're like the this, same universe. It's just not necessarily the same. Like this isn't a what am I, what am I trying to say? This isn't like a direct prequel to that oh, last movie. Right, that came right, out. right, right. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, like they don't connect. Well, this is called Bloodline, so that suggests that it's just you know telling the history of like how this how how the cemetery came to be. Go back in time to like episode 30 when we did the Bloodlines episode. All the movies that had Bloodlines in the, uh, <laughs> in the title. <laughs> we'll have to go back and do an edit and throw we'll, this one in there. We'll have to. Uh, trailer. I'll go the, back down to that poster. The again. posters are pretty sweet. That poster. Uh, oh, never mind. Just from over here, it looked like that. The skull at the top of that. It, this almost looks like it could be a Stephen Gamble oh, illustration. Yeah, I, can see that. I can see that. Yeah, but just because of the strings coming yeah. off of that skull or whatever the hell it is. All right. Well, without further ado, this is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Where do you think we should go? Wherever. Let's just enjoy every. Second of getting the heck out of Ludlow. Believe me when I say sometimes dead is better. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that that does appear to be telling the story uh, that Judd Crandall tells to... I can't remember his name for some reason. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, he tells this whole story about how this kid was... Uh, Buried there. Killed, and he was... Uh, I want to say he was military or something. He was military, and then his dad demanded that the body be sent back to him. And then when he got the body back, he took him and, and buried him in the okay, pet cemetery. Okay. And then the kid came back. And so David Duchovny's probably the dad. The dad, right? Okay. Mel, I think they call him. And <laughs> the kid comes back to life, and he's just like, in the book, he's just walking around town for a while, and people are scared to be around him. And then he suddenly starts acting really violent and and stuff like that. So it's that seems to be what they're telling. I think that this. looks really good, though. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like. A lot of these like spinoff movies, excuse me, don't typically fare that well. Yeah, not that they're bad, but, you know, they just don't have the, the gravitas of the original. Sure, this one might still not. Well, but with this it one, looks actually, like an enjoyable watch. With though. this one actually being, you know, because a lot of times when they go to do prequels and stuff, it's just they're just making it up. Yeah, this is they have to make up a backstory in order to. Yeah, this actually seems to be based off of the source material. Um, yeah, still. that's awesome. So yeah, they just took that chapter, a couple chapters of the book, and expanded on it. Which when is um cool. when is King's birthday? A couple years ago, we did all Stephen King for an entire month for his yeah, birthday we month. We should do that again. Is it September? I think it's September. So we're in it right now. I think well, so. Well, fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. Okay, well, never mind then. We'll we'll have to do another David uh, David David Duchovny month. No, Stephen King month. Stephen King's birthday is September 21st, which okay. is what? That's next week. It's next week. Yeah, we could still do a, a Stephen King birthday episode next week. Maybe I don't. Or did you I, have I don't. Else I don't mind? know that I'll be available for a show come next week or the week after. Why? Well, we talked about this. I did we? I don't remember. Yeah, because remember you were gonna have Jen come on and do some episodes because you know I'm getting married. <laughs> that was that was when you were going on your honeymoon. That's next year. You guys are. I thought you guys are going. We'll talk. A... We'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. Our next. Okay, this is fun. 
our next uh, trailer is uh, directed by a one Tom Arnold. <laughs> you know, honestly, they, they might get mistaken for in public. Okay. Uh, this movie is directed by Tom DeLong. This is Tom DeLong's long-awaited uh, directorial debut. It's got to be about vampires, right? It is about vampires. With with him being... Oh, is it really? I think it is. I, mean, I was joking. Teeth. Look at the teeth. I was going to say, <laughs> with him being so into vampires. No, he's into aliens. I know. That was the joke. Oh. It's got to be about vampires but because it, he's but, so into vampires. But, but it looks like it is about vampires. Well, what the fuck, Tom? <laughs> Oh, it's called. Oh, is it it's called, called Monsters, Monsters of, of California? California? So maybe. Yep. Oh, dude, is it like? Because uh, there was. We'll we'll get into it afterward. Okay. Yeah, I know nothing about this. I knew that he was making a movie. I knew that it had wrapped. Yeah. Um, and then he rejoined Blink, and that's all you ever heard about with with Tom DeLonge. So, um, yeah, here we go. This is the trailer. Wait, I need to follow a link. What the fuck? Oh no. Watch the trailer on. Okay. Wait, wait. Watch the trailer over on Gizmo. Okay. <laughs> What the fuck? Why is there a link to the trailer, but then there's no trailer? What the fuck does that make? Okay, here we go. There it is. There, there it, it is. is. All right, this is the trailer for Monsters of California. Yeah, California. California. Inhale for three seconds. Exhale, sigh it out. <laughs> Come on, guys. Dad, if you're here, let me know. Whoa. Classified UFO research program. These are coordinates. What exactly did your dad tell you he did? He said he couldn't tell me. You can't hide reality, man. I'm not gonna let you do this. Do I have your attention now? My advice, go back to your sleepaway camp. I freaking love sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah. That was really good. So, um... It, 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 did I get this right? It looks like it's it's about aliens, obviously. Yes, but also the, everything else. It's kind of like X Filesy almost. Well, they were saying they were they said like, well, what if UFOs aren't what, really what we think they are, or something like that. So is it? I I don't know. I got the sense. We well, also we also missed about twenty seconds because my kid <laughs> my kid to minimize the screen for a second. So um, it, here's it, the thing. It, Tom DeLong writes. Me, it gave me the idea that like. All of these things are aliens, like all the things of folklore. It's just that the aliens are, uh, I don't know, like if they're using glamour, that. glamours of some kind to make them look like different creatures. or Could be. I don't know. Could be. Um, which, which, ironically enough, is exactly what Greg and Dana Newkirk think about a lot of stuff as well. That things, like they think Bigfoot is actually like a spirit from beyond. Yeah. Okay. Like they they think of like those cross things too. So sure, this is like yeah. kind of perfect for this. But um two things. Two things. <clears throat> the the use of aliens exist where I in that trailer, which I, I the Blink One Eighty Two song. I understand why they did it. It does not fit at all. That was that was a really bad song choice for the trailer. No, they should have had they should have had like it would have been cool. Like slow it down. Maybe. It would have been cool. I mean it was kind of it was kind of slowed down. They should have had somebody else cover it. Somebody yeah. with a darker, moodier sounding yeah. voice. It's like a serious trailer. And what then, if people knew that these were real? <laughs> like, it's like that not slow. Doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They took and they and they took the uh, they took the um, the music out of it, so it's just Tom DeLonge acapella. 
Mayfield. Yeah, with over like top of it, <laughs> like with the with the score from the trailer going on. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it was did really kind of weird. Also, I know that Tom writes a lot, and he did the same thing with his Secret Machines books. Yeah, he writes a lot of truth that he has uncovered and learned about over his his life of yeah. stuff. He writes that stuff in As to where fiction. you don't know what's real and what's fake. Right. But he's putting very real things in the book disguised as fiction and you would never know it the scene now do you w- think he's doing that to cover his ass because i think he's doing it i think I, he's doing like, it as a way to get stuff out without actually releasing stuff yeah because it's there's like the thing about like classified information it's you're allowed to say those things right sure it, like they were saying this about the guy the the guy who came forward recently about how ufos exist and bob exist. lazar no not that guy the, you know who i'm talking about right <laughs> Joe Rogan, and you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> no, right? I don't. The 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 ex uh, government official who just testified in front of Congress. Oh, I didn't hear anything about this. I don't. I'm dude, I'm not following this stuff. I know. I know. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. Are you fu- Are you kidding? Me, I'm dude? disappointed he, in myself. He sat in front of Congress and said he's the guy who said he's the guy who said uh, we talked about this on on the show. He's the guy who said uh, we, uh, the military has recovered vehicles of unknown uh non-earth origin <laughs> yeah, of course and they and then of they course said that's the guy the government would send and then to they sit said on the stand and then they said they said uh they said um well you know a lot of times if you have an aircraft that crashes there would be a pilot and he says we have recovered biological uh biological beings of, of unearth you know non-earth yeah. origins sure so he basically said it, you know, yeah, we have UFOs and we have aliens. I've seen a jellyfish too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like people were saying, how can he get away with this? Well, he's technically allowed to say certain parts of the classified information. Well, they're also they're also anything um, that's not redacted. I, I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't also, remember. They're exactly also releasing they it, a ton like, lately too. Yeah. So un- uh, declassifying a ton. So. This which, could be, this, w- honestly, which a lot of people are really stoked about it, and I'm half stoked about it, but I'm also half skeptical about it. Like, why are you telling all of this all of a sudden? This sounds I like this sounds like a conversation for an alien episode. Sure, yeah. But uh, that movie looks awesome. Mm. Um, the scene, all of that was to say this: the scene where the government official says, "You want to see something that's going to blow your mind," and they open a door, and there's an alien laying there. That ha- I'm going to call this right now. That is true. And someone did that to Somebody Tom. did that to Tom. Tom has seen yeah. a live alien. <clears throat> yeah. I'm that I'm calling that as truth right here. Yeah. All right. Uh the last trailer is the sequel <laughs> that literally comes out of nowhere. Okay. Starring my future father in law. Okay. And that is Oh. <laughs> 15 cameras. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. I don't know that we ever needed a third cameras movie, but uh, we're getting one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No. <laughs> God, this guy's repulsive, though. I don't think that's him. I think that's a different guy. Uh, are you sure? That looks like a different guy to me, unless he lost a ton of weight and got less ugly. What are you talking about? He was ja- he was always jacked. Well, yeah, but... He wasn't fat. He was like well, like creepy old man and then that's, I'm not. I'm not saying that my future father-in-law looks like these things. He just well, does has it say, Does it say his name up there? Um, you'll know it when you see it. It's I forget uh, what it is. It's very English sounding. Donald Donna. No, that's Donna. No, it's, no. 
Interesting. Well, let's find out here. Maybe it's a prequel. It's it's oh, ooh, it's possible. No, it says sequel. The sequel too. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Well, here we go. This is uh, fifteen cameras. Tonight, I found a. Here's not gonna believe this. Definitely a fixer upper and explain how you got so cheap. Slumlord drives a white van. That's an interesting take. Um, I'm into that. It looks like that is him, though. It looks like he's definitely back. Uh, whether he's in the... Um... No, it's a different dude. Is it? Yeah, his name is James Babson. So is he supposed to be playing the same guy? Same dude. Okay, okay. Uh, I think. Well, I did, not, did Neville Archambault die? I don't think so. Is that possible? Did he? I don't know, look him up. But uh, yeah, no, that looks really good. That uh, it's Basically, it's like a play on... Neville the... Archambault did die. Oh, he did? Yeah, on August 29th of 2022. Uh, I'm sure we talked about it. I just don't remember yeah, when that probably. dies. But, um, oh, bummer. But okay, so I, I get that, the recasting then. Sure. An, this is a very interesting way of presenting, though, a sequel. Yeah, so essentially uh, a, a couple moves into the house that he used to own. That had all the cameras in that it. That has all the cameras, and, and the they... guy finds the control room. And he taps taps into it and they start watching for fun they, be- they become tenants. obsessed with watching the old videos but then I almost think, like it's a reality tv but show. then the original guy comes back it's kind of what it looks like yeah, yeah. you unless know what it, i'm into it yeah yeah unless well yeah because they say it was never confirmed that he died in the second movie sure right well they they said that in this too yeah so so uh yeah I'm into that. Unless they're just using him for, I don't know, flashback purposes or well, no, but it looks like no. he comes. Yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. I don't yeah, know. It looks yeah. it looks interesting though. Yeah. I never thought that I would want to watch another cameras movie, but No, but here we go. Yeah, I'll watch here we it. Are. Cool, man. All right, those uh those are your trailers, James. All right. Those are our trailers. We are not sufficiently trashed yet because not we, yet. we do have a long night ahead of us. So we'll get there. We will get there. Oh, we'll get there. I promise you. Yes, we'll get yes, there. Sir. So, let's get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. <laughs> All right, gems. We, um, we got some news. You know, that's what we do here. Yeah, on, that's... On, on the Bleed Feed. We are a news podcast. That's we, what we uh, do. We, we feed... The bleed. Yes. I don't know what that means. The bleed feed. The, the, the we feed you blood. <laughs> the blood feud. The blood is the news. There we go. Yes. Uh, okay, so there is a new movie coming out directed by the one Darren Lynn Bowsman. Never heard of him. God. Another fruit, fruit fly? Fruit fly. Keeps, yeah, I think it's the same one. are all over the place. Um, Darren Lynn Bowsman uh, coming back with a new horror movie called Cello. Uh, this looks awesome because not only is it a new... Darren Lynn Bowsman movie. It's a movie about a cello. It's a mo- killer, <laughs> a killer cello. Um, no, but it is starring Jeremy Irons. Oh, it's the cello and Tobin Bell. So we get Darren Lynn Bowsman <laughs> with Tobin Bell coming Just back. Just keeps rocking and rolling. And uh, they released no trailer yet, but they did release some images from the movie. And I gotta say, 
That looks awesome. What the fuck? I don't know. It's like a witchy demon thingy. Whoa. Looks awesome. That looks fucking brutal. Yeah, well, yeah. I would expect <laughs> nothing compound, less. F- compound fracture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the imagery in this movie looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Darren Lynn Bowser movies can like like be made and released pretty quickly because yeah. he puts out a lot. Yeah. This one looks different, though. I have, I have a good feeling about this one. Uh, I don't think there's a release date yet for... Oh, there is. Uh, North America on December 8th. December 8th. So uh, This says, uh, an aspiring cellist learns that the cost of his cello is a lot more insidious than he thought. Insidious? Oh, right? Maybe this is part of the insidious universe. Probably not. He's probably, probably just not. ripping it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's yeah, cool, though. Right on. Cool, man. All right. Uh, let's hear. Tim Burton has revealed that Beetlejuice 2 is 99% filmed, which means we are officially getting... The Beetlejuice 2. I wonder what that 1% is that they haven't done yet. Uh, it's the sex Reshoots? scene. It's the sex scene between Beetlejuice and the corpse of John Hurd. Oh, so it's actually... No, John Hurd wasn't in no. Beetlejuice. No, you're thinking of uh, the pedo. What's his name? Uh, yeah, the guy that died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, well, the, that's the scene. Did he die? The pedo? Yes, he did. Oh, good. Yes, he did. <laughs> I think he did. I don't know. That'll be a correction for next week. I don't remember. Watch he dies in the next week. We just called his death. Oh no. Well, he was a pedo, so um, uh, you know. But that's the thing. But but that's that's for as long as we've been hearing about Beetlejuice too. The fact that the movie is pretty much in the can is very exciting to me. Yeah. yeah very very right. excited about it. Uh, Jenna Ortega, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara are all being back. Uh, Monica Belushi is playing Beetlejuice's wife. Beetlejuice's wife, yeah. apparently. Uh, Willem Dafoe, Justin Theroux, and Danny Elfman are all back in their perspective roles. Like, it's come on, come on. Yeah, it's, what's, uh, what's not to like? About no, it? it's going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to I it. I am too. Cannot um, wait for that first trailer. I just went to the uh, IMDb page for the original Beetlejuice to look at that guy's name, and he is not on there. They took him off. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, there he is. There he is, Jeffrey Jones. And he did not die. He did not die. So, okay. hey, next week. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, speaking of, Final Destination 6. <laughs> oh, no. That's a segue for you. Uh, this is exciting. Uh, no news on like a plot or anything like that. However, it is uh, released this week that Tony Todd is returning to the franchise. Cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I like when uh, I like when they return to form. You know, yeah, it bodes well that they're trying to do something good instead of just a cash grab. So uh, definitely into that. <laughs> what? Yeah, bring bringing in a legendary horror actor. Definitely not a cash grab. No, it, he was the he was original to it though. No, I'm just Come saying. On. I'm Come just on. saying. Like that's you don't think that bringing him in is is trying to appeal to a wider audience? Well, maybe, but. But it makes sense. Not to, necessarily so. a wider audience, but like you know what I mean. I don't know. Well, Just, who, who would you rather than bring in, James? <sighs> Superman, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, he's dead, so no. <laughs> yeah, bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little teaser for you for later. Oh God. Okay. Uh, Brightburn two. We oh, like, we like Brightburn. Yeah. Um, they are actively uh, the H Collective, which is the, comp- the team that made the first Brightburn, mm-hmm. uh, are actively developing a sequel. Cool. So this is not news that's going to be out anytime soon. There's, it's going to be a long time, but uh, but yeah, that's coming if you were a big fan of Brightburn. So. I really like that movie. I, I remember too. watching it. I don't remember the end, though. So sequel? Okay. Do you remember the ending of it? 
No, but it's a it's but it's a dark comic book movie. It's a comic book. You can I make a sequel out of anything. I just I thought the kid died at the end for some reason, but he is so a superhero, he, so maybe, maybe not. Maybe know? he's got a twin alien brother. Oh, maybe he was cast off into space, and the power of the yellow sun maybe revived him. Maybe that maybe it's called Brightburn Two: Dark Freeze. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Uh, okay, last bit of news, and this is ridiculously exciting for me. Uh, I'm a so I'm gonna hate it. I'm a massive Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Oh yeah, right. Watched it from the very first episode to the very end. I watched all of Angel. I love the original movie that everybody else hates. I've read the comics. Like I've yeah, love Buffy. Yeah. Um, Slayers, a Buffyverse story, is going to be an official audio podcast that is featuring almost every single returning actor and character from the original show. Except... Sarah Michelle Gellar. (laughs) Except the most important character. Except for Buffy. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, But everyone is back, though. James Marsers, who played Spike, is... uh, I think the story revolves around him. Oh, right on. So he's definitely back. Charisma Carpenter is back. Anthony Head... is bad. Oh. Uh, Juliet Landau, Emma Caulfield, Amber Benson, uh, James Strong, uh, James Charles Leary, they're all back. I thought that I saw something about Brendan, what's his name? Nicholas Brendan being back. Frazier. But I don't know. The he's, Encino Man. He's had a ton of issues over the course. The guy that played um, the nerdy the nerdy dude that was part of the Scooby gang. Um, yeah, can't, I can't I, think of his name. I didn't watch Buffy. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I like I watched some episodes. Yeah, but I wouldn't know any of the people by name. Yeah, he's had he's had a ton. Except for Anthony Head and Sarah Michelle Gellar, <sighs> he's had a ton of legal issues uh, and like drunk in public and like like substance abuse issues. Punk so. and drublick. So oh, I don't no. I don't know that he's gonna be back for this, but even still, come on. I mean, like, come on. That's not like a. That's that's not a. We've all been drunk in public. Well, sure, just but when not, you're, just but when not you're, a lot of us have gotten busted. For but when it. you're an alcoholic, though, and you do it over and over and over, yeah, that's that fair. becomes an issue. Sure. Uh, but that is going to be dropping on Audible October twelfth. Cool. Twelfth. I would say that I would listen to it, but I would probably be lost, right? Or do you um, think it's the kind of thing where they they made it specifically, like they made it for people who they, maybe aren't super familiar with the Buffy verse? They'll probably do a ton of backstory, backstory and expose. And stuff, I would yeah, imagine sure. for newcomers. Yeah, I'll check but, it out. But um, just watch the show; it's so good, James. Isn't there like ten seasons? Like eight. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Um, ten, ten. I think there's eight seasons of Buffy, but then there's five seasons of Angel, which okay. is all part of the same story. <laughs> yeah, because she even comes back. I think even after. Buffy was done with maybe no she doesn't they do crossovers but I think it's when they were both on at the same time doesn't matter I don't know remember yeah. the days of crossovers on like the, the on the WB they when still, you there's still crossovers when nowadays. you would watch it's just though, not on any shows that I watch oh that's fair but they you'd do watch like Chicago one... Fire and fucking yeah like, that's true or, the uh, Flash and like Arrowverse did sure, it a lot yeah, yeah that's true yeah. okay well they were awesome though <laughs> yeah I love I always loved I, my favorite were always like um sitcom crossovers. You know what I mean? Who did sitcom crossovers? Well, I mean, when I was younger, they were uh, uh, it was dinosaurs like, on Seinfeld, <laughs> like like Full House and Family Matters. Did they do a crossover? Would, oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah and why uh, do I not remember those? What did I? Gotta go back and rewatch those. What did I learn? Uh, was it wait? Was it Full House and Family Matters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Urkel showed up on Full House a few times. Oh, because no he shit. was because he was the cousin of one, like one of the kids that Michelle was friends with or something like that. No shit. 
and they keep on they tease it early in the show like oh yeah my cousin steve's coming over today and then it shows up and steve urkel walks in and everybody loses their fucking mind all right i gotta watch that now yeah but um okay so that's uh that's your news that's yeah. all i got cool man yeah all right we're gonna take a little bit of a break we've got a half hour till we got to meet up with the boys so are we gonna start i don't know we'll see we'll see or should we just prepare we'll see I'd hate to get into half of a conversation about the unbinding and then like lose our momentum. True. So maybe we'll just take a break. We'll go do that show. And then when we come back, we'll do the rest of our show. Well, just know, Josh and Jesse, we're waiting now. Ball's in your court. Yeah. Tag us in. Yeah. That's actually the proper way to listen to this episode. Listen to this. And then when we break, go listen to theirs. Yeah. And then come back. And finish because the our bit, episode. A crossover. Oh, James, it's a crossover. We're just talking oh about crossovers. <laughs> wow, dude. This is the crossover of the fucking century. So uh, maybe, even though we've done it before, so, this is the crossover. So maybe we should we should take a break and we should start the tofu right when we get on the line with them. And like the first couple minutes of the tofu will be us talking to them. No. No. And oh, then, oh, because then, then, cause then it, uh, I see what you're saying. And then Steve Urkel show up. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Wow, crossover, cool. All right, yeah, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna wait a little while. Hook up with the boys over at the Bloody Good Film Podcast. Talk about, uh, you know, some Stuff. pretty, some pretty cool movies. And then we'll come back. We'll talk about the Unbinding. It's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a good, good night. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Pretty cool movies. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Suffer a witch. Suffer a witch. Uh, welcome back to the show. We just had uh, an insightful conversation with the uh, the bloody good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a good time. If you uh, if you over there and you heard, there's a lot of laughs. I actually cried, I think, once while we were laughing so hard. Oh, Mike. <laughs> I know. Don't right? cry. I know. Don't cry. No, it was uh, it was definitely a good time. So if you were there, if you were here first and then you went there, but now you've returned home. Welcome. Welcome back. You've gone on the journey with us tonight. Welcome back. <laughs> this reminds me of that shitty song you made for me when I broke my nose. Oh, dude, that was so good. <laughs> I put so much work and love into that. Like what, five minutes? No, like it, was, it was like an hour. <laughs> it's like an hour. Come on. Dick. And J-Rog, um, J-Rog put in a lot of work. So actually, couple, more than me. <laughs> a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, uh, the world, yeah, I'm going to say the world, the world and Tom DeLonge were taken by uh, storm with the release of a show called Hellier. Yes. Yes. You're taken looking... taken by storm. Storm. Uh, no, Tom DeLonge, if you didn't know, recently posted about it saying that it's like the greatest docuseries he's ever seen. Oh, life. did he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but yeah, Hellier was amazing. Hellier was all about the Kentucky Goblins, which then morphed into like a ultra-terrestrial being hunt and weird shit and injured cold and mothman and like it just divulged into such crazy shit and i loved every single second of it was it. A, it was a wild ride yes yes 
So, uh, so the gang is back. Uh, the gang consisting of Greg and Dana Newkirk. Uh, they're lovers. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Strand, who is the uh, the kid brother of the group. That's how I like to look at him. Sure. And then you have uh, the parents. You have Carl Pfeiffer and uh, Connor Randall. That's that's how I uh, that's how I describe that group. <laughs> Which, like we uh, we said earlier, um, Connor's Connor's not really in front of the camera in this one. Not in this one. At no. any point in time, uh, except now, for a flashback scene of from Hellier. If um if Hellier is the only thing that you know them by, or if you've never seen it, they also have uh, in the last year they've um they've produced and released uh, a season one of a podcast. Because Greg and Dana, if you don't know anything about them, they're they make their living off of this kind of paranormal shit, and they have a traveling museum mm-hmm. that they take around. It's called the um the traveling museum of the paranormal, I think. Yeah, Greg and Dana's traveling museum of the paranormal, so, something along those lines. Yeah. Um. And uh, that plays a big part in this current story. But what they do is they curate haunted objects, what people perceive to be as haunted objects. Right. It's how they make their living. And um, and they'll they say in 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 this documentary that like most of the time when people send them stuff, it's it's just stuff. They they believe that other people had experiences or what they perceive to be experiences. But even if there was something tangible to it usually that that bond gets broken once it's no longer in their possession yeah or or another possible explanation is like the person's own intentions are sort of projected onto this object and you know it can and that that seems pretty legit to me like I, i agree i i agree one of the reasons that i that i buy into a lot of their stuff and they're they're kind of they're my favorite paranormal like investigators, my favorite paranormal people in general is because they're, they're utterly believable. Like they don't, they don't seem like they're ever putting on a show. Uh, especially if you listen to the podcast and you just kind of hear them riff about stuff, the way they approach things, the way they talk about things. They're just like, they're just interested in this stuff. And if something doesn't make sense or if something is whatever, they're going to call it out. They're going to tell you about it, you know? So there's, there's, they're, they're grounded in, in reality. And I think that's why I like them. There's a lot of people that like, like Zach Baggins, for example. I can't stand Zach Baggins. Yeah. You know, he's, well, he's he also is, been outed as yeah. kind of a fraud, hasn't he? He has. But there's still people, though, that attend the Church of Baggins, though. Like, they, they will, they will, like, like they love everything he does and mm-hmm. they buy him hook, line, and sinker. Like, right. like, and I don't understand that. Um, it's, it's, like I don't want to get into like politics or whatever, but it's like when your favorite politician does something illegal, and you're like, that wasn't illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It, just because just because you like him doesn't doesn't make it not true, you right. know. <laughs> um, but anyway, though, uh, the Newkirks though always come off as pretty genuine. So when they talk about something that they believe and they say this one was different, my ears perk up a little bit. You know, I my tail goes up, my ear goes up, my dick goes up. It just that's just, that's what happens. Just fully torqued, rocked out. Yep, <laughs> I'm torqued for adventure, uh, and that's what this is. This is adventure. Uh, this is about this movie is about James. Would you like to tell the people? I need, I need to take a sip of beer here. Of course. Uh, after finding a strange statue in the Catskills, hikers become the target of chilling paranormal phenomena. As the activity escalates, a cult. Researchers Greg and Dana Newkirk are called to uncover the truth behind the haunted artifact. 
So this came to them uh, via a Reddit post. Mm-hmm. This guy was up in the Catskills with his buddy. They found this like effigy. Um, what do they call it? Not an effigy, but a, um, they did call it an effigy. Effigy. Okay, so yeah. they found this effigy this in a, is cave. a small wooden statue. Small wooden statue. It's got three nails drilled into each eye hole and a noose around its neck. And uh, the one guy said, "Leave it there. That's creepy as fuck. Don't don't fuck with this." But the other guy said, "No, it's cool. I'm gonna take it." brought it home and uh everything was fine for a while and then a bunch of weird shit started happening in his house right. started finding wet footprints on his ground started hearing banging against the walls the statue would just disappear from the mantle and end up in random rooms mm-hmm. and it got so bad to where the guy walked into his house one day and saw like an old wretched the figure of a hag standing in his corner yeah freaked him the fuck out they didn't know what to do with it they were too scared to go back to the cat skills to return it so they just threw it in a box sent it off to the new kirks and mm-hmm. that's where the story starts yeah uh greg was kind of uh well greg was tagged in the original post on on uh reddit mm-hmm. did you go back and find the original post i didn't i, I did. didn't i did just because i wanted to see what other people had to say about it i know it's still alive <laughs> there was a lot of bad advice in there <laughs> like a lot of people who burn it <laughs> don't know what you know probably don't know what they're talking about uh giving them really bad advice. There was a lot of people saying, take it back up there and leave tobacco and rum by it as an mm-hmm. offering and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting to go. My, what does my brain work the way that? Why time? would you say, or would you, would you think? You know, those, you ever, you ever see on, uh, on like your Instagram feeds or whatever, the gross paramedic videos of people that get shit lodged up their asses. Yeah. Like that's a way to get back at the witch. Shove that thing up your ass. And then the witch is probably like, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> Just put me back in the box. Um, that's, 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 that's the advice you should be giving. <laughs> I'm talking about the Reddit posts and somehow your mind goes to shove the statue up your ass. Nails first or nails nails at the bottom? Um, You know what you do? You take the nails out, and then you swallow the nails, and then you see if they miraculously go back oh, afterwards. Wow. That's how you prove it's supernatural. <laughs> Super nail troll. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so so this guy, he, he set up a throwaway account on, on Reddit to post this thing. Uh, Greg, Greg Newkirk ends up getting tagged in it and he comes through and he basically says, this is, you can try this, 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 or this, but if you're uncomfortable with it, you can just send it to me and I'll take care of it because my wife and I are, you know, very well, well versed in this sort of thing. It's kind of what we do. So, um, the guy ends up after they see him and his friend, see this hag, this crone standing in the middle, in, in the corner of his living room. They're like, nope, fuck that. We're just going to pack it up and send it to you. So then Greg and Dana have possession of this thing. Sure. One of the reasons why they are so well-versed in this, uh, just a little bit of history on them so that you can kind of understand where they're coming from. Uh, They've both been in this field since they were kids. You know, it started off as kind of a fun thing to like scare themselves. And then they hooked up with each other and they were like, I don't think they were dating right off the bat. It kind of sounds like they were, they partnered up because they were kind of kindred spirits with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but then they banged. And um, <laughs> Dana has been a practicing witch since she was 16 years old. Uh, I think she's, she's no, she, she considers herself what's called a hedge witch. Um, I know there's different like tier. I don't know exactly what hedge witch means if you want to look it up, but I will. Um, but like she's very, she's very, she's one of those people who are very, it's like, 
being a being like con- being considered a witch in popular culture has damaged the people that do it. You know, like we're not like those people aren't evil. It's just it's all about energies. It's about the earth. It's about you know being one with nature and your surroundings and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's very innocent actually. Right. It just gets a really really bad name because of pop culture and and other religious groups and everything else. Uh, Greg, for his part though, he's been he's been a paranormal investigator since he was a teenager. Um, more so as an adult, but you know, so they have though almost between the two of them, they have a lifetime and a half of experience of doing this kind of stuff. Right. So they've, they've seen a lot again, which is why my ears perk up when they actually take note of something. So they got this, they get this, this effigy in the mail and almost immediately some crazy shit starts to happen. And they, they get pictures of the footprints in their own house. There's a picture of Jesus or, or a, a, a crucifixion of Jesus that's ripped off the, the, the wall. Um, whether you choose to believe, I think going into the, a documentary like this, a big part of your enjoyment factor is going to be whether or not you are capable of allowing yourself to believe in the stuff. Because if you don't, you're not going to have a good time with it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that just no? because I, I think you and I probably feel differently about this documentary but i still really enjoyed it okay um i'm not and i what's gonna do my my takeaway is not that i just believe it all um but i still really liked it i think that i think that greg and dana are amazing storytellers i think that they really know how to craft uh something on screen that is super compelling to watch and definitely makes you think and i did a lot of that and and i didn't come away from it thinking oh this is all bullshit but i also didn't come away from it thinking oh i believe everything that i see on screen well what do you do you think that they were being truthful do you think that they were being honest about everything they were saying or do you think that they were making up stories well i would like you, I I respect them for what they do in the in the field. I think that they're, uh, you know, they've proven themselves to be pretty credible. But I also think that, uh, I I don't necessarily think that they're making stuff up. I I hundred percent believe that they believe what's going on. I just uh, I don't know. There's a there's a lack of evidence in a in a in a time when there should be no lack of evidence because we have all of the we have all of the tools at our disposal to provide tons of evidence you know like there's a scene and there's a scene in the in the documentary where um uh they have the they call this statue the crone they end up calling it the crone because of this you know like traditional archetype of what the crone represents and they have possession of it and it's in one of the rooms in their house and they end up setting up a trail cam to see if they can catch anything around it and they catch something and then that's where it just kind of stops it's like well if you have if you have a trail cam that caught something that seems really intriguing why not take the next step and set up a what's the next step uh first of all at least leave the trail cam there for another month and just see what happens see if you catch anything else or set up a live cam to see if anything happens like you got this they say like oh it's very very uh 
It's very, very rare that paranormal investigators get this kind of activity on camera, mm-hmm. which is us as the audience, especially if you don't really know much about paranormal investigation, us as the audience, uh, we kind of think that this is the sort of thing that people catch on camera all the time. Because if again, going back to Zach Baggins, it seems like Zach Baggins always was, uh, I didn't watch a lot of ghost hunters, ghost hunters, right? Zach Baggins had the best luck of any paranormal hunter known to Right. Me. Like he was catching shit all the time. Yeah. yeah. And so there is like a certain weight to what Greg Newkirk says. He's like, oh, this kind of thing doesn't happen all the time. So you, you know, you tend to believe him. You're like, oh, well, oh, maybe you actually did catch something special here. If you caught something special, continue the investigation. Like, don't just move on to the next part yet. Maybe, well, maybe nothing else happened, though. So it's just a truncated version of this is the one thing that happened there. There's well, no- nothing else happened there, so they moved on. Other things did happen, though, because they talk about the statue throwing itself across the room. They talk about uh, I, I wet have... footprints showing up on their couch, which didn't look like footprints, let's be honest here. It just looked like a big wet spot on the back of their couch. I mean, it could have been any number of things. Like, they have cats. that One of their cats could have jumped up there and licked its ass for 20 minutes and <laughs> le- left a... Which a I do ha- think is pretty funny. Like, person in the reenactment, cats. you actually see... You actually see Dana put her hand in the puddle and then and smell it, s- smell yeah. it because she, she was, was w- wondering if the cat pissed yeah. on the couch. Yeah, I I think that I think that as as a person that has cats, no cat licks that much to where they're gonna put a puddle on the couch. First off, I don't know. Maybe your cat's got a yeast infection or something. Well, then it would smell. <laughs> um, no, I I didn't think that it didn't look like footprints. I I, I thought that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I, you thought those looked like foot, footprints, honestly. I thought that it could have been anything. It could have on been the back anything of a, on the back on it the was, back of a couch like that, or it could have been a hand. They don't know if that was footprints. It could have been a hand or something. I don't know. They sure. called them footprints because that's what the other person experienced. Or it could have just been a wet puddle. Coming from where, though? I mean, any number of places. If you, like it's, if it, you had to, heard to the just, stories and you had this thing in your house. And then you come out, and nobody else in your family says, I was never over there with water. And you found this thing, you'd be freaked out too. Oh, of course I would. You'd be there's, absolutely freaked there's out. There's plenty too. of things in this documentary that happened where I was like, oh, that's fucking creepy. Like we saw the. Like, uh, that, again, I'm not coming, I'm not coming at this from the standpoint of, I don't believe any of this. I, I believe plenty of it. You just have healthy skepticism. I healthy skepticism. I understand yeah. that. I, I, I do as well. I, I, I can definitely understand the takeaways that you get from this movie and, and any movie like this. Like you would think if you have a room full of quote unquote haunted objects, right? Yeah. That if anything weird in the house is going to happen, it's going to probably happen in that room. Hey, I have four house cameras set up in my house, literally just to keep an eye on my cats while I'm gone. If I had a room full of haunted objects, I'd at least have a fucking ring camera in there to all the time, all the recording all the time. Like I I understand that you can be like, well, why the fuck didn't they have that? Right. Why wouldn't you do that? Those, these are questions that don't have legit answers. Well, especially a trail cam that only takes still photography. My, my, I love how he's like, well, we had this trail cam that we use for Bigfoot hunting. (laughs) 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 I love, I love that little, little, little bit there. Yeah. I also thought one of the big parts of the movie is that uh, one of the main things that happens that brings them to believing in this thing is the Sault Ste. Marie Paracon story. And it's a great story, right? It's a great story. And I don't... 
and if I, it happened. And I and I, and I can, I'm not sitting here saying that I fully believe it. I'm not sitting here saying that I don't believe it. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because, like I said earlier, I don't have a reason to not believe them. Like they they seem very straightforward with what they're saying. So if something that they experienced right is bringing them back to this, I I at least believe that they're intelligent enough to know whether or not something is coincidence or really fucky. You know what I'm saying? That's And then I'll go as far as to say that. Yeah. What I wish they would have done, because that's a pretty big part of, of the story, right? I mean, that, that I wish story they that they tell is I wish, pretty outrageous. I wish that they would have tracked down the other presenters who witnessed it, tracked down the guy that had a seizure, tracked down somebody to talk about it that was there, right? And that's that's the thing is I spent like an hour earlier trying to find trying it. Trying to find so anything I. about the so 2017 Paracon so did I. Michigan Paracon uh, so did I. Uh, conference one... and I couldn't find anybody saying anything about anything weird happening that day. That is the one big part of it that was a bit glaring to me where I wished, like, if you're going to give a claim like that, you have to back that up. Right. And they didn't back it up at all. Because there was... Cause, Unfortunately. Because at this point in the documentary, you're, like, halfway through. Yeah. And they tell this story, and, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I So I watched the documentary uh, one and three quarters times. I didn't, I didn't watch the last, like, 20 minutes, which I wish I would have gotten to, because there's some stuff in there that I wanted to talk about, but I... I I didn't retain it that much the first time around, so maybe you can fill in some uh, spotty areas yeah. for me. I watched this twice in one day, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I, I think that like once you're in, if you're if you've been watching the documentary this far, and you feel like it's really compelling when they tell that story. The first time I watched it, they told that story, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" Yeah, but then I'm sitting there waiting for. A self like a cell phone video of the chandeliers rocking back and forth, or any yeah. sort of documentation of sure. a person having a medical emergency, or or anything like that. Like it doesn't like even the visuals that they put on screen don't really line up with what Greg is saying. Like he says that a woman across the way who had a stack of books that she was signing all of a sudden her soda exploded like ghostbuster style right yeah. but then they <laughs> but then they cut to a shot of a pop falling over yeah and it's like you're not like like kind of it's it's subconsciously it's putting two very different sort of ideas yeah, in your head I, I don't like disagree. he says a pop exploded and they're showing at the same time they're showing you a picture or a video of a pop falling over, and it's like you kind of like just yeah you kind of like just blend those together in your head. And the guy at the end whose mouth started bleeding. Yeah, and he says he looks across the room and there's a guy. He's got his head tilted back and there's blood running out of his mouth and he had a terrible seizure. No, here's the thing. No, but here's the thing. I I will give this the benefit of the doubt only because I, I I feel like they at least deserve the benefit of the doubt. We weren't there to see it, right? So. Maybe what they saw was exactly what was on the screen. We don't know. We don't know. Sure. It's it's very it's very easy to to say that that didn't happen like that because it seems so outlandish. But if if that's really what happened and they're really putting this on screen to properly illustrate what they saw, mm-hmm. then that's part of that's part of it being like, well, yeah, it's so unbelievable, you'd never believe it, kind of a thing, right. you know. 
Um, but I, I do wish though that they would have had more substantial evidence to back that claim up. Yeah. I, just, I will give to, you that. To me, it's like that. it, it was, this happened in 2017. Everybody in that room had an iPhone eight in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a camera in their pocket. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's and you can't like you're making a documentary. You couldn't track down one of the other presenters. Who I agree. Might have had cell phone footage of something, even just the chandeliers swaying back and forth. You know, yeah. at least that would have gave given it a little more gravity. You know what I yep. mean? Yep. So yeah, that was one of the parts of the documentary where I was just like, mm. I think the part that grabbed us the most because Kristen and I watched this together. Mm-hmm. She was hook, line, and sinker on it, sure. same, same as I was. Mm-hmm. Well, because and she's she's very spiritual in the sense of energies and this and that. Like she's not like I think that if, I think that if she feels like she could get away with being a witch, she would. <laughs> like she's that kind of person. Sure. Yeah. So she's absolutely into that. My 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 belief structure in terms of. That kind of stuff, though, is also in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm I'm definitely more susceptible to buying into that, probably a bit more than you are. Um, that being said, the part that got us and me especially was the Estes method that they did, um, which I, I I I'm still I'm conflicted in how I feel about that because it seems like a ridiculous thing. Yeah. That being said. If if that whole thing, and you're watching actual video from their live stream, right? Mm-hmm. If that entire thing played out the way that they said that it did, that was pretty fucking nuts. It was pretty wild. I will admit that. If, but, but, but and that's and that's all and that's all you can say. It's what you choose to believe it or not. Yeah, I I am going to go the route of choosing to believe it. Um, like I was telling Josh on on the other show. It makes life a lot more interesting when you just kind of open the door a little bit and just kind of choose to choose. You're not choosing to believe, but you're just you. You're open to more ideas, right? I am open to the idea that that's true, and if that is, fuck, this world is way more interesting for it. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah my my door is open. Don't get me wrong. My door is open. I still have the Boston's. I still have the. I still have the. (laughs) I still have the chain hooked up though. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like my door, like somebody's knocking at my door and I opened to see who it is and I still have the chain in the latch because I would agree with you watching the Estes method in that instant, in that instance, like I was like, oh man, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. And then in the back of my head, the guy standing behind the chain door is going, this is also really super easy to fake. Very easy to Most, fake. Most, from what, from, from everything that I've ever seen about weird supernatural stuff, it's all, it would all be pretty easy to fake. And, that, that's, and, and that's my problem with it. And well, that, that's where, that's where belief comes from. I mean, hell, the story of Jesus is really easy to fake too. Yet millions of people choose to believe that. Sure. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, you have to. There's a certain level of faith that you have to put sure. into what sure. you're seeing, and I just like anybody else who questions their faith in religion or questions their faith in, uh, you know, any other number of things that people choose to put their faith into. I watch it and I find it compelling, but I there's also a part of me where I go at at no point like. Sh- you know, Dana's sitting there with the blindfold on and the cans over her ears, listening to the spirit box. 
and she's giving these answers that some of them line up so perfectly with the questions that are asked and other ones seem like just, you know, absolute, uh, just gibberish, hogwash, gibberish. Yeah. yeah. And, well, then, and they'll tell you that's part of the process. But uh, it's all about weeding out, you know, it's essentially hearing what you want to hear. Here's where, uh, cause Aaron, Aaron watched it too. And she said, what I would really like to see is bring in a medium who has no knowledge of what's going on in this situation. Yeah. Bring in somebody who's completely impartial, have them do it. Yeah. Because then that would give it a little more uh, credibility. Because Dana knows all of the ins and outs of this particular case. Sure. And if they wanted, and the Newkirks, She's the, been, the Newkirks make their living off of yeah. this stuff. So I'm, I'm not saying that this is what they did, but it would be very easy for her to just not actually have the spirit box going in her ears and saying things that seem like they could be taken as answers to the questions, but they're also vague and weird enough to, you know, where some of them seem like they need a little bit of interpretation. She would know exactly how to do that. Yeah. I, I think, I think you can look at it from the perspective too of what am I trying to say here? Like you can, it's easy for them to. I'm trying to think, think of my words here. It's easy for them to be really gung ho about what they're hearing and what they're seeing because they do believe in this stuff. Right, right. So they could look at the same thing that you and I look at and get a completely different meaning out of it and be really gung ho about why they believe this is what it is. Whereas you and I would look at it and we go, that's just a thing. Right. right? So they're. Part of part of what they do is is being the ones that will believe when nobody else will, and sure. I think that's that's twofold. That can be used in a good way, and it can also be used in a bad way. And I and I think that that with all of these types of documentaries, going into them like like you with a healthy amount of skepticism and understanding the perspective that they're coming from, I think is half the battle. Right. That being said. I love a good witch story, a good ghost story, a good haunting story, you know? Yeah, I do too. And and there is a part of me that legitimately does do believe that there has to be something else that is going on outside of these fucking flesh suits, you know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. So who do who am I to say that what's going on isn't real? I I think that it's super fun and interesting to believe that this could be one of those possibilities. So you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just, Today I'm open to it. I'll just Tomorrow take, I'll be open to something else. I'll just take that and twist it a little bit. It's super fun to entertain those ideas. Not necessarily believe. For me, like th- just throwing the belief into it is like that's that's where that's where it becomes a question of faith and in this instance you're putting your faith into a group of people who stand to stand to uh benefit from your faith sure no i get that you know what i I mean i completely understand that and so that's why i go into it with more of with more of a i i uh i jump into it with the 
mindset of entertaining what they're presenting to me rather than putting faith into it. Sure. No, and and I and I completely understand that. There's there's other things too, like like they tried to 3D print a model of the statue, mm-hmm. and he digitally tried to like cut it in half to take something out of it, and then when it printed, it printed fucking like fingers coming out of the, like, I was talking to Kristen about it, about how the like how would that work? Do you do we really think that if there is such thing as a male- malevolent or otherwise force coming out of this thing right Mm -hmm. can that be transferred digitally digitally or electronically i mean and kristen was the first one to bring up that one of the oldest telltale signs of ghosts is electrical interference Mm -hmm. so she's like so obviously if that's true obviously they do have an effect on the electrical digital uh, uh, fingerprint of the house right or whatever wherever it is that you're at sure why is it not feasible that if you're if you have a computer and a, and a and a device like that wand they're using that's that's sucking in energy from whatever it's looking at, why couldn't it suck things in it's and not, whatever? It's not sucking in energy though. Well, it's, it's taking put, in it's energy, putting out energy. But it's but then it's taking information back though. Yeah, digitally, electronically. So I'm like, so basically, these ghosts are like the electro gremlin from Gremlins Two. <laughs> yeah. Because, but why not? You know, I mean, so like in that case, you're talking about because that was uh, uh, what was his name, Josh, Josh Cowan. Yeah, he's doing the 3D scan of this thing. Because Jason Gowan, Jason Gowan, yeah, thank you. Um, he's doing the 3D scan of this thing and then taking it back to his home where he can print it. So, in that case, the idea is that this thing has. Uh, not only been like the this energy has not only been sucked into his instruments, but then it will travel back to his home with him. Within well, his, his thumb drive is essentially a uh, a ghost capture machine from Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. that's, that's pretty much what it is. Right, right. And <laughs> it, something in there. And that just yeah. But, so, but again, so I'll like, say so. So again, what's what's more likely when you think about it realistically? Is it is it that a ghost is traveling in the in this digital piece of equipment that he's using, or was there possibly just a corrupted file or something like that? Sure, you know what I mean. But but I will ask you the same question that I asked you before. What if we were doing a 3D image of this thing and we know everything was done correctly mm-hmm. and we know the files came back perfectly fine and then that happens? How freaked out would you be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Like, that's why I like always when go back to. When he says... Uh, he looks legit freaked out. Like Jason Jason Gowan, who, by the way, looks great. He looks he like he, uh, weight, yeah. he lost a lot of weight. He's looking healthy. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, he says a line that like creeped me out. He says, this is the first time, like this is the first time that I've ever seen an, uh, a digital file defy what I was trying to do, yeah. like actively defy what I was trying. Like, and the, I was pro- like, the, the program was, like, was literally changing itself. I was yeah. like, Oh, that's fucking spooky. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there were plenty of, there were, and I don't want you to take my skepticism as like uh, me not liking this document. I love this documentary. I thought sure. it was great. Um, it's more so just like trying to parse out what I feel uh, 
I want to put my belief into sure. and the that. stuff that I, the stuff where I feel like journey. I, the stuff where I feel like I need more information sure. in order to sure. really put a lot of faith into it's, it. It's all part of the journey with right. this stuff. It's it's how much you choose to believe. Right. Um. So, all right, James, let's move on here to uh, what does Ukraine have to do with this? Um. Yeah. So they, so they go to take, they go to take the statue back to the mountain yeah and they are driving through the town and they realize that there's a lot of ukrainian writing all over the signs and stuff which like they that. never realized there was a giant ukrainian population in that area it's and, and got their wheels turning yeah um so they they decided to start looking because up to this point a lot of their research into what the what the crone might be has not really yielded too many results yeah so then they started thinking like, well, what if what if it has some sort of Slavic uh, origins? So they text their buddy John Tenney, and mm-hmm. he says, and they say, is there anything that you can think of from I, Ukrainian lore? I know lore? you loved this. You popped for this, didn't you? What the Baba Yaga? Fucking, you love the Baba Yaga. <laughs> I, well, I I love the Baba Yaga. I also I recently watched John Wick finally, and I love the fact that they call him Baba Yaga because I think that's badass. Um, but yeah, so so they asked John Tenney because they were they didn't have any of their research tools with yeah. them or anything. They just had their laptop, so it was basically like all we can do is Google shit. So they texted John Tenney, who if you don't know John Tenney, he's a you know, a kind of a legend in the in the in the field of the paranormal he's uh just has so much information a vat of knowledge yeah a font of knowledge font, i yeah. i think is what uh greg says at one point in time and he's like is there anything that you can think of in ukrainian lore that might you know uh be related to what we're dealing with here and he says well the baba yaga is probably the most famous thing that i can think of so they start looking up stuff about the Baba Yaga and nothing's really seeming to line up too much. And then they come across this one other Ukrainian female goddess known known as Mokash. Um and that's where they kind of they kind of set their sights on that and go in that direction. Well he does like he does like Google searches to try to find the statue and he finds somebody on Etsy of all places that carves traditional ukrainian like super like old like neo-pagan uh effigies and this this carving that they have in their possession of the crone looks an awful lot like one of them it looks an awful lot like because what was his name it was like uh vn probokov or something like that um i looked up his etsy shop he's got some pretty cool stuff actually but um it looks an awful lot like the stuff he makes but when you look up traditional depictions of Baba Yaga and Mokash, they really don't look that much like the crone. Okay. Did you look any of that up? I didn't. I, I could take that as though if somebody invoked again, this goes this goes into your belief structure, right? If you are if you are from a community like that, right? And you you absolutely believe in this stuff and you want to buy a effigy of this god right i don't i almost don't think that it matters exactly what it looks like or when it was made yeah if you believe in it and whatever whatever it is that you believe in just so happens to be real and you are trying to invoke the 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 wrath of this god onto somebody or doing whatever it is whatever whatever it is that that effigy represented yeah 
I don't think it matters what it looks like. That might have just been where somebody found it. Is a shop like that, like more of a modern thing. But then, you know, you can put a you can put an old curse on a modern object. You know, that that doesn't seem to be an issue. They did say though that the the statue itself seemed to be old, right? Mm-hmm. Like there there was weird, like um, you know, there was some anac- anac- anachronisms, anachronisms with with the thing because the statue itself seemed to be old. But the nails in its eyes were new, obviously, and the noose around its neck was new. Sure. So this was probably some, you know, this wasn't some, like, ancient artifact, necessarily. It was probably somebody who's alive today who But had, it was made quite a bit of, quite a bit long ago. The quite, statue itself. Quite a bit long ago. The statue itself. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the 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 nails and the noose were that probably was added to it new. And they said they looked around... Really, the only place that they could find that would sell something like that within that area would be the Walmart that's in the town at mm-hmm. the bottom of the hill. And they said, we found both the nails and the rope that would have probably been used for something like this. So, I don't, like, one of the things, one of the things that I didn't like is that they, they put, all of their eggs in the Mokosh back basket as soon as they found out about that. Like suddenly, only, suddenly Greg's, suddenly really Greg's talking about this thing as if it is 100% Mokosh. He's yeah. telling the lore and he's talk, talking sure. about how like, well, we were, we were wondering if this was a good deity or a bad deity. And it's a, it, it turns out it's neither because Mokosh uh, exists in sort of this gray area of between good and evil. And I'm like, for paranormal investigators who I would think would want to like really uh, like really be sure about what they're talking about. Yeah. They sort of jumped on this bandwagon, not bandwagon, but they sort of, they sort of jumped on this Mokosh idea real fast and then just ran with it. Yeah. I, I think it's because that's the only thing that made sense. It's the only thing that they could point to that had parallels to it. So until they find something better, that's what they're going to go with. And I, I, I see where you're, where you're coming from in terms of how that seems. Like it, you're not really definite about it, but you're acting as though you are, right? Kind of a thing. And, and especially I, when they, they went and they talked to a, a, a scholar, this woman who was like a scholar of uh, like Slavic neo paganism and stuff like sure. that. And what she was saying was was like there's really there's not a lot of records when it comes to these types of uh religions because they didn't keep records back then about this type of stuff they yeah. were they were an illiterate people and so a lot of the a lot of what we now know about these religions are sort of just kind of just hearsay it's just people people uh well, a lot of the stories interpreting were, the small amounts of information that they can find. It's also in, based on other religions too, like right. things that had things that had that. They, well, this sounds like this, so this is the rest of the story, right? Um, yeah, she even so that's says where you there's get into not a, like muddy water. You yeah, know? there's there's really no information to be had. She also goes into how, um, like uh, Catholicism, for example, stole one of Mokash's. Was it, was it Mokash or? or some other deity or whatever, but turned into this other saint Mm. where it's like that saint is like basically represents the exact same thing as of this other way more ancient being. 
But the problem is the records of the Slavic neo-paganism only go back so far. So how do you know that the Slavic neo-pagan neo-pagans didn't steal those ideas from some other ancient religion? You know what I mean? Religion, it, it as far as I'm concerned, religion most likely goes back probably to as far as as far as humans have been on this earth. Well, sure. I think, I think people goes, have always sought out meaning in, in, it's a, you religion's know. a game of telephone. It started at one place and then as people spread <laughs> out across the globe and then it's like, you say this 500 times, it's going to change. That's right. what religion is. Right. That's why, that's why I really just don't put much stock in, in anything. I want to say anything modern, but like, honestly, like and I'm not, I'm not trying to come across as a, uh, as a as a as a, a Bible basher here, right? But I think that of all religions, and this is ironic being that I work at a church, but like of all religions, the one that consistently comes up as being one that just stole from other existing traditions and religions is Catholicism and Christianity in general. Is it the one that did it the most or is it the one that's just uh, you never put is it, it this way. Is it is it just the one that has the most record? Is of it an doing easy it? target? Absolutely. Yeah. But you but you never really hear for the sake of a lot of stuff that I watch and read. You know they do it. It's not because they're trying to bash Christianity. They're doing it for the sake of of being correct, right? Yeah. And say, well, this is the new information that we have. This was around before this. So if which if if this existed, if this story existed before the Catholic version, right? Or the Christian version of mm-hmm. it. But the Christian version claims that that's the end all be all. Then what about the one that came before it? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And you see that over and over and over with and over time, holidays and saints and, and over, all the important things in Catholicism. Over time, that will continue. Well, sure. At some point in time, you know, 20,000 years from now, there's going to be another religion that's probably the you know the most sure. widespread religion and it's going to be ta- picking picking and choosing things from hinduism and from buddhism and from Absolutely. christianity Absolutely. and the only way people are going to know that it's uh you know like a cobbled together religion is by going back and researching the history the history which a lot of people don't don't do, do. <laughs> don't do don't want to right Especially if they grew up, they don't up want with it. to. Especially if you're a person of faith, you don't want to know that yeah. about your religion. If you because you grew it, up with it, and that's right. what you believe in, the last thing that you want to do halfway or more through your life is to suddenly be realize that everything you ever believed in was false. Yeah, you don't want something to shake you up yeah. like that. So, yeah. but it, but it is but it is interesting though that that's how that falls, and this is a, once again a story about how this person who has who is a saint in Catholicism and that we have a feast day for and everything else, right? has its origins in these ancient Slavic traditions. Yeah. It's just, it's, a, it's another one to add to the pile, you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you, you hear stuff like that though. And you're just like, okay, well there's, that's, that's a decent amount of, of, of credence for, for a story, you know, Sure. Yeah. to believe that there's these more ancient things going on to believe that this thing, if, if those pieces fit in place, in conjunction with other pieces of the puzzle that you've already been working with, it's very easy to believe that they're all connected. Once again, it's however you choose to believe where that string goes. Right. So I don't know. I, I really, really enjoy the documentary. I, I, I like how all of their documentaries, they build and build and build. 
and then there's really no climax. <laughs> and and this is this is though true though of all of their things. Yeah. And that's that's the, like I feel like they that was another thing that kind of got me was they they go up on the mountain to take this thing back to where they to where it was found or you know by their best estimation where it might have been found or where they felt it was taking them. Yeah. Whatever. Um and they took Tyler Strand with them, which Greg says something weird in this. He says he's talking about how they decided that they needed some sort of replica of this thing before they took it back. Yeah. And he says it's very serendipitous that we met Tyler Strand around this same time, sure. which that's not accurate. What do you mean? Well, this was all taking place in like 2018, 2019. No, no, this was before then. This was like 2016. Even still. They, they were filming this stuff before Hell Year Season 1. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they were. Hell, Hell Year, this, the Hell Year events took place back in 2012. They, this this e- story, even, this even story still, jumps though, like, around a lot of years. Even still, though, look at, look at Greg compared, look at Greg in this movie compared to Greg in Hell Year, all, all three seasons of Hell Year. Uh, Looks completely different. Well, Greg's got gray hair in this. Yeah, that's all. That's all new footage. Right, but he he says he says it's very serendipitous that we met Tyler Strand at this point in time. Yeah, but they were with Tyler Strand back in the Hellier days, back when Greg still had black hair. They, but I, I don't I don't understand what you're not understanding about this. They this story has been they've been working on the Crone story. Since before they started working on Hellier, so they they met Tyler a long time ago. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that you're seeing in these documentaries too, they might be reshooting for the sake of the documentary. The original the original post about this statue is seven years old. Okay, which would put it back in 2017. Tyler wasn't there from the beginning though; he was there way after the fact. A lot of stuff happened before they met Tyler. But Tyler was. Tyler was in the original Hellier series. Not Tyler came in at the end of season one when a lot of time had already passed. Yeah, but they were shooting Hellier. <laughs> they were sh- they shot Hellier before they shot this. No, they didn't. They've been working on this ever since. They've been working on them at the same time congruently. I don't. I don't. I don't get what you're not getting here. <laughs> the events of Hellier took place. Oh my God, James. No, they didn't. They took place at the same time. No, they did. Yes, they did. They were working on the Greg and Greg and Dana Newkirk talk about how there are certain scenes in this documentary that match up to things you see in Hellier season one because they literally shot them back to back because they were working on them at the exact same time. So why in Hellier season one does Greg Newkirk have black hair and in all of this documentary he has gray hair? They had already they had already wrapped up their Hellier investigations before they started investigating. No, they didn't. No, they. I don't know where you're getting that from. No, they didn't. Because <clears throat> I don't. I don't get where you're getting this from. Because this statue wasn't even sent to them until 2017. That doesn't. That doesn't mean anything. It does because the events of Hellier took need, place in to 2012. Back. We need. Okay, we need to go back and 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 line these things up because you're missing something here, and I don't have it in front of me to keep arguing with you, but you're not right. Okay. You're not right. <laughs> okay. I all right. I I just don't I I thought it was I thought it was weird that this he said This will be a correction for for next episode cuz you're you're obviously missing something and I don't have it in front of me to argue with you, but you're missing something. I mean, you all you have to do is look at the Newkirks in this documentary and see that they're visibly older than yeah. when 
But that's because they filmed those scenes more recent, James. They've been working on this, though, for years and years and years. They weren't making a documentary. When they first got the crone, their first impression wasn't, let's make a documentary out of this. A lot of the stuff that you're seeing, they reshot or they did whatever. They re- they re- reenacted stuff. But they took the crone out on tour with them shortly after they got it. Yeah. Which was 2017. Okay. The events of Hellier took place in 2012. The events of Hellier, though, weren't all in 2012. The, the events of Hellier spanned years. It, it wasn't all in one time period. But they were, but they were with Tyler. <laughs> Don't get what you're not getting. But they were with Tyler Strand long before they ever. Okay, uh, it, I'm gonna go back and I'm going to look at dates, and we're gonna figure this out. Okay, all right. Because um, you're missing something here. I don't think I am, but uh, <laughs> um, so well, anyway, you can't believe them. Here you go. There's so, your reason why. So anyway, uh, they decide that they need to do a. Uh, so I was getting to the the climb the climax, or rather the anti climax of of this particular documentary. They go up to the mountain and they take Tyler Strand with them because he's going to make a a model or a, a mold. Yeah, a mold of the crone after they pull the nails out of its eyes and stuff like that now why couldn't he do a mold with the nails in the eyes still he said he could he wouldn't because he wouldn't be able to pull the mold out afterwards but the mold was cracked in two right yeah i i don't i i didn't really understand why i don't like because you need to be able to to make the mold like that i feel like I don't know. That's a good. That that's actually a decent question. Maybe you can, maybe you, they're just too fine. Because when you're making too small, when you're making a mold of some, I mean, like you look at special effects artists and stuff. They make molds of tiny, tiny not little stuff detailed like, things. But not of stuff like that, though. Like I remember even when watching, I I've not been around a ton. I guess they typically like add the small details. Yeah, they'll 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 like uh, they'll sculpt small details in like things that like are projectiles out right, of the mask. Yeah. They'll they'll sculpt those in and then but they'll add. put but they'll put holes in to where they can pull I, stuff out before I, they I do it. I guess it's like if you were doing a pinhead mold, you would just mold his head and then, and then you would you add the, the nails in afterwards. In afterwards. Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um but yeah they probably like, because they'd be so fine when you pull that mold apart they'd just rip they'd right just off. Rip off yeah. yeah. So they uh they they go up to the mountain Dana you know, does her thing where she's like creating a perimeter with black salts and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, (laughs) like smudging all the tools that they're going to use and stuff. And I, this whole, I, I feel like this whole bit as a viewer seemed really over the top to me, but I also acknowledge the fact that if I was there on that mountain that night, yeah, doing the things that they did, it doesn't translate well. It, it doesn't translate well because it it just seems like very over yeah. uh, over dramatic. Yeah. But like I said, I acknowledge the fact that if I was on top of a mountain in October with this haunted object, doing what they and were you do- legitimately believe in it. doing what they were doing, yeah. I would probably be very dramatic too. Sure. sure. So it was like you said it. It was a part that didn't it didn't translate well for me because I was well, just like, okay, guys, calm down. That's but, one of the parts of the story that makes me believe it more. If they were making up a story, don't you think the ending would be a little bit more better? No. And this is for all their stuff. Though. No, because you don't want to. You don't want to go. You don't want to go full Zach Baggins. Yeah, I don't. You want to. You want to. You want to be more credible. 
So that's it's my like, point, though. They're not making it. They're they're not willing to make it more exciting because they want to just show you exactly how it was that they experienced it. So they're not going to add anything to it. They're not going to make it better. The ending is what it is. But I mean, they. But if you look at it from sort of a skeptic point of view, they did make it better. Like they could have just gone up there and pulled the nails out of the eyes and taken the noose off and made the mold, and then well, everything's no, the whole, good. The whole point, but they're pulling though, the nails out of the eyes, and after every time he pulls a nail out of the eye, he sounds like he's gonna cry. Well, that's part of the. But that's part of the ritual they're doing. Though you can't just go up there and pull it out. The whole point of this is that it, the the entire like epidus is that the right word epidus no the i don't it, think that's a word okay. well it is now <laughs> the entire epidus of this is is that it's based in it's rooted in spiritual magic so like like the, 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 there are souls that are binded to this thing that are stuck in there like that that that's what they legitimately believe mm-hmm. so you, you're not just going to go up there and pull the nails out. That's not part of the ritual. Like, if you believe in magic and witchcraft and the way that these things are, you have to do all of those things for either protection or to invoke whatever it is you're trying to invoke, to call out whatever you're trying to call out. Like, all of that is part of the process. That, to me, was was not them showboating for a camera and trying to make it seem bigger. That's just legitimately what a, what a magic ceremony is. I guess that's another... Thing I guess that's another thing for me too. I would I need somebody like Dana Newkirk, a witch, to explain to me what she means by magic. Because you're you're too skeptical for your own good. I'm not. I mean, (laughs) no. I'm I'm I like. What do you mean by magic? Because magic is not what what it's not. It's not a magician on stage pulling a rabbit out. So that's what I'm saying. I want to know what. Magic is invoking energies, invoking the spirits of the of the earth, invoking in, invoking and becoming one with and, and acting in tangent with the energies from the earth. It's all energy based, most I, of it. I get that, but what I So I, what are you not getting? It's You it, said you want someone to explain it to you. I, I think I just did a decent job of it. Well, no, I mean, because you don't uh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so so <laughs> no, I'm not no, credible. No, I'm offense. not credible. Okay. No, you I mean, like, do you know do you have a do you have yeah, a, I know a what real it's about, working sure. knowledge of magic? Do you I mean I know I No, a, you don't. I mean you don't practice I a, magic. I don't practice it, but I understand the concepts of it. I understand the concept, but it's I understand the concept of music there's a, I can play it. There's a difference between there's a difference between a concept and and the actual mechanisms behind it like i like it's it's not i don't know it's not one of, it's not wouldn't... it's not one of those things where i can just like sh- she sits down and puts a bunch of stuff in a in a pestle and mortar and says i'm doing magic you're not but what do you mean you... by that you, you're the way that you operate, and I'm not saying this in a, in a bad way, but the way sure. that you operate, it wouldn't make a difference if she sat down and and tried to explain it to you because you're not going to believe it. Of course it would. No, it of wouldn't. course it would. I'm, she, she, I'm she fully. She would say that this oil that I'm using is is used for this. Why? Well, because it is. Because that's that's because that's what. No, but no, because if I if if she told me I use this oil for this, and I said why, she wouldn't say because it is. That's what you would say because you don't know anything about she would magic. Say that it, she would say that it represents something. Okay. Which wouldn't be good enough for you. So I know you. So saying something so it's all just symbology. <laughs> it's all just symbolism. 
it's so where's the magic like what's the like the mat you're using magic in the wrong term i think i know i am i that's why because we have a preconceived notion of what magic is because yeah. our whole lives we've been told that magic is waving your hand and you know lifting no, that guitar magic, off the ground magic magic is the process of of again in invoking energies and invoking spirits and invoking all the things of the natural so, world so that's is, what magic so is, a, is so is a mother lifting a car off of her child magic no I mean, it's invoking energy. No, no, that that's that's just that's just stupid adrenaline energy. That's not invoking anything. So what? That's a, that that's a gut react. It's a knee jerk reaction. So if you're the type of person who can, you know, not in a in emergency situation, but like if you're the type of person who can like focus energies mm-hmm. the way a mother lifting a a car off of a child can, it's the same thing. I, it's, I think it's you're. Focus. I, think you're I think you're muddying the waters on that. I then that's why and that's why and that's why I'm saying I would love for somebody like Dana to explain to me in detail what what she means by the use of magic. We'll reach out to them, see if we can't get you an answer. How about that? (laughs) No, we won't. But uh, hey, I once made I once made a uh, Newkirk for president patch for for them, and they liked it and had a big conversation about it. I remember that. (laughs) So we are friends technically. I'll reach out to them. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's like. like your your wife will smudge your house with sage, right? Mm-hmm. Is is that magic or is that is that technically like... it's a form of it? Yeah, because the sage when you burning burning sage is is a way to cleanse the house. I don't know the mechanics behind it, obviously. And that's what like... I want to know. I want to know the mechanics. Okay, I don't, I'm a curious I, person. Yeah, I, okay. It's not that I don't believe in it. Okay. It's that I would like to know why. Like, what's okay. it actually doing? Okay. That's the you're not curious about that. Well, this is this is what this if is, somebody tells you that they're doing magic, you're just going to be like, oh, okay. But cool. this is what inter- this is what is always interesting to me about people who have religious faith, but then question everything else. When you have no, typically speaking, you have no answers for the faith that you believe in, mm-hmm. but you believe in it just because, well, that's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. You don't have a problem with that, but then when it's something else that is different to you you'll question it into oblivion and like not not even be open to whatsoever to the whole it is what it is well now you're just putting words in my mouth no i never said i wasn't open to it and also i challenge and question my own faith sure, I all get the that. time i i get that i'm just saying like well i'm just saying <laughs> i'm saying i question and challenge my own beliefs all the time so why isn't it right for me to question and challenge somebody else's beliefs? I'm not. I'm not saying that it is. And, and again, I'm. You're. I don't you want still... you to. I don't want you to misrepresent my position here. I'm not saying that I don't believe in this stuff. I'm saying I need it explained to me, okay. which is fine. That's. I'm not. I'm not saying it's just not. like just like at some point in my life, somebody told me why I should believe in God and explained to me why I should believe in God. No, there's no rational I, explanation for that, though. Right. You just do. Well, the there's, rash- no, there's no rational explanation for the existence of God. Doesn't matter what well, then anybody tells well, you. Well, then there's no rational. Then there's no rational explanation for the existence of magic either. Unless there's unless there's cause and effect. Just saying. I mean, that, that's 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 the scientific method. If you want to break it down, is cause and effect. one of the one of those things is a, you're explaining the same thing on a macro level and a micro level. It's all stuff you can't see. It's all stuff you have to put faith in. Sure. One of them's on a macro level, one of them's on a micro level. So 
just saying I believe in magic because somebody told me to believe in magic. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all, though. I'm not saying believe in it just because someone tells you to. I don't. I'm saying, but you just said there's no. You just said there's no. We're arguing. No, this isn't an argument. <laughs> this is a. This is an interesting conversation. I. I you don't just, find this interesting? I do. I just think we're talking in circles at this point. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. We can talk about this off air. Sometime. I, yeah, I, I just feel like I just feel like we're going to go on and on about this. That's all. <laughs> like I'm not trying to convince you to to believe in this stuff. I, I guess I'm I'm just coming at it from the from the perspective of of there's there's things there's things that, that are beyond us. There there are other things that we both believe in that are just as outlandish as this. Of course. So to to just put the kibosh on it because you don't understand it. And I never is, I never said I wanted to put the kibosh okay, on okay. it. I just said I I would be very interested in like hearing what it okay. like what it is. You so know what it's I mean? all so it's all true we're in agreement. It's all true. <laughs> this entire documentary, everything, everything, everything I saw on screen is true. Um, no, to wrap it up here, I think obviously we're we both really like the documentary. Yes. Um, I'm I'm still coming out of it with a bit more skepticism than you are. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. It was shot very nicely. The story is amazing. I still really love the Newkirks. I think they're I think they're doing awesome work. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, I just walked away from it going kind of, eh, you know, I, I walked away from it being like, I think this is a really cool story. And it's, it's like I, like I said at the beginning of, of us talking about it, when you have people that you legitimately have, you put stock in their words because you, like I said, I've, I've listened to them talk a lot more than you have in terms of like, I've listened to their whole podcast, that's I've fair, seen their live fair, stuff. Yeah. Like I've, 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 I've ingested enough of their stuff and digested enough of their stuff that that I feel like when when they take note of something I I again I perk up because I because I believe in their words. Sure. I believe that they're not saying something falsely. Right. <clears throat> That's all. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I I like this a lot though. It's uh I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for Hellier season three, which I know they're working on. I can't wait for whatever. Oh, I said three seasons of Hellier earlier. Oh, there's only two. Yeah. But season Hellier, yeah, Hellier, Hellier season three is coming. At some they've point. talked about it. Who knows when it's gonna come out? Yeah. They've they've talked about making it, but cool. um, or or making it because they're in the process of it. I'm right, sure, but right. Um, and I will watch that, and I will probably love it because yeah. despite my skepticism, I listen, still I still really enjoy everything that they put out. Listen to their show. I will. You should, you should listen to their podcast. I will. What's now, it called? Now, now that you walk a lot. What's it called? Uh, it's called the Haunted Objects Pod. Oh, okay. That's yep. easy. All right, yep. cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, that's it for tonight. That's it. That's the unbinding. Yes. Uh, we watched that. We rented that one on Prime. I rented it on yeah, Prime. Yeah, it just came it? out. So, yeah, yeah, I rented it on Prime as well. It just came out like, within the past couple weeks or something like that. Uh, so two days. Oh, was it two days? came out on the 8th. Oh, yeah, you sent me the, yep. yeah, you sent me the release. No, uh, came out a week, when it about came a week out. ago. Yeah, so check it out. It's uh, it's five bucks. Yeah, support support the uh, the new Kirks mm-hmm. and uh, their crew and um, Amazon, of course. Ooh. And <laughs> yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. Is very compelling. Good watch. Uh, and that's it for this week. Yes, we will see you. Well, ne- the, I, well we're gonna figure out what's yeah. going on for the next. Couple I'm not weeks. promising anything for like the next month in terms of me. Right. <laughs> so. So we'll, we'll figure it, it out. It might be me and a guest. It might be me just like jerking off on the microphone for a couple hours. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, at the Buzz Kill PC. Um, all major streaming sites, you you found us. Congratulations! Yay! Uh, tell uh, tell your local witch. Yeah. Go hunt down your your local witch practitioner and send her over here to tell me what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. And also we need answers, damn it. And also magnets. How do those work? How do those work, right? Witchcraft. <laughs> All right. We will see you. When we see you. Sometime. All right. Later. Bye.